0: What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I'm your host, E.J. Stewart. This is a pretty crazy show we have today. It is our Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse review show, along with our Elseworlds review show. So uh, you get two for one here in terms of reviews. We were reviewing Elseworlds from last week. That the CW crossover that included episodes of Supergirl. Of uh, the Flash and Arrow, not in that order. I think they went Flash, uh, Arrow, and then Supergirl, and of course, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse just came out this past weekend. Made over 35 million dollars, debuted at number one. Pretty much a uh, a, a juggernaut when it comes to um, the game of of animation and 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 motion picture animation. So it should be a really great show for you guys. Of course, next week we'll have the normal. News that we have over the course of the week, but since we're doing two rather large review show We thought it was best to make this a purely review show. So um hope you guys saw or I really hope you guys saw spider-man and spider-verse if You haven't you really need to go see that and I hope you saw all those words as well So you can follow along with this conversation. We're gonna have hope you enjoy it joining me are my co-hosts starting with Shamari Stewart Shamari, we got Elseworlds, we got Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse to talk about. What are you excited to talk about in particular with either of those two things? Um, Well, I mean, for a long time I've been gushing about Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, and it did not disappoint. So I'm very much looking forward to talking about that movie um, and just talking about how good that movie was. Um, and I have a lot to say about Elseworlds as well, so it should be a good discussion. Joining us in studio, Kendall Stewart, he is back, He's with us for the following month now that he's away from school on winter vacations. Good to have you back, bud. Kendall, what are you excited to talk about today? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we're talking about Spider-Man and we're talking about, uh, CW Crossover, so, uh, both of them huge events, uh, for what we do, and, uh, I'm excited to talk about both, uh... Primarily though, I think when you looked at the uh, the CW crossover a lot of interesting a lot of interesting layers They uh they set so I'm excited to talk about what the future could hold for the CW going forward All right So that being said it's important to remind you guys. This is a spoiler review show So all the movies that and shows that we're talking about we will be talking about as if you have seen them We're not holding back any punches pulling any punches um, We're gonna speak as if you've seen the entire movie so if you've not seen the movie, or if you've not seen Elseworlds, maybe this is a time not to listen to this podcast. If you've seen Elseworlds but not seen the movie, just fast forward maybe forty-five minutes or so to get to the Elseworlds part. If you've seen uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, you haven't watched Elseworlds and don't want to be spoiled by that yet, then you can listen to the first half hour, or forty-five minutes, or so of this podcast, and it should be all be well and good. So, anyway, I'm gonna start the show now, and we're gonna begin talking about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, produced by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Oh, Lord and Miller as they kind of just a do at this point that they refer to as um, directed by uh, Bob Perchetti, uh Peter Ramsey and Rodney Rothman This was a movie telling the story of young Miles Morales uh, a young black Latino teen from Brooklyn who is bitten by a radioactive spider and probably is probably the most tense version of uh, of an origin that we have probably seen uh, in terms of how he his powers kind of manifest so This movie to me just off the off the just coming out overall thoughts initially It is a spectacular movie. It is a game changer I feel like everything we said when we watched uh, The first half hour of this movie at comic-con. I think pretty much stands true. This movie is a game changer It's an automatic classic it very well. It's it's very likely the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. I think I would. I I'm re, I'm almost ready to say it's the best superhero movie of the year. Um, wow. it, it's 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 that great to me. The animation is top-notch. It's unlike really anything you've ever seen. The story is uh is is has everything. It has humor. It has sadness. It has. Uh, excitement is thrilling I mean it's just really anything you'd want out of an action movie and a, a coming-of-age story this movie has it uh, I can't say enough about the animators you know that's what someone tweet about that and I think that they're right you know we keep uh, and look uh, Phil uh, no Lord and Mill they deserve a ton of credit uh, for Shetty Ramsey Rothman they all deserve great credit for kind of visualizing this thing but I do think the animators definitely deserve a lot of credit i really hope that they start to get the praise and the interviews that maybe that lord and miller and the directors have gotten because i mean to make that vision look the way it looked on the big screen is just it's a it's a masterpiece get that done pixar level yeah to get that done um for your first sony animated picture and then for it to look like that i mean that that's 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 a herculean effort that they had to do so round of applause for the animators but to me sham when i look at this storyline the voice acting the the action i mean it just it was a a fantastic movie yeah i mean i feel like it had um i feel like it had everything but and then it, it had on top of that um It's like on top of that, it has all these different things that are meaningful, you know, um, you know, and and we brought this up before, but meaningful to even us on a personal level. Right. You know, having grown up in New York City, um, you know, you know, you go through that awkward kind of high school puberty phase and and like you go to, to a private school even. Yeah, you which know. You went to. Yeah, you know. And it's and, and then to see like him come out of it. Like it's it's just a it's just a hero's journey. Yeah. You know. And but it's told from such a a basic like just from such a basic level of just like, you know, um of just like it's just, like a normal like New Yorker, just an average New Yorker. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's that's kind of what I'm getting from this, you know. But it's, so it's something like that, and it's even it, like it's even more so than what we've seen from Tom Holland and um, uh, the other one, Tobey Maguire. You know, yeah, and Garfield. Yeah, Garfield. Yeah, we don't even acknowledge Garfield. <laughs> yeah, it's more like, <laughs> like the other one. There's yeah, only one yeah, more. Yeah, there's only one. He don't, he don't. count. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even count him. But no, no disrespect to Andrew Brooks. He's a very talented actor. But. Um, but yeah, this was this was just on a whole other level, a whole like it's on a, like a whole other stratosphere, to the point where I want even the the other Peter Parker to be animated now, because I feel mm. like they may even do a better job with that. Yeah, you know, and and the things that they were able to do, and like you you mentioned all these different things, it's like it would take like hours. Yeah. To go over everything from <laughs> from the different character designs, yeah. the different. People like the Doc Ock that we saw, the Scorpion that we yeah, saw, this movie probably the Tombstone took, you that know we saw. How long it took for me to do this and how hard it was. Yeah, it's like, and they, it is so much like a comic book because they just threw all these characters in like it's a comic book. Yeah. Stuff like that, you kind of, I mean, you could do it in live action, but not like this. That's the one thing I saw, Kendall. It uh, was that I watched that movie and I said to myself, why do we get this on the big screen? And it's like, I don't know if it's possible. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that movie that we saw could have been done live action. Yeah, I thought the same thing. The some of the, the, the intensity that we got in this movie at certain times, just, there's no way you could have replicated. Like, for example, the Prowler the character we'll talk about later in more detail. Like, his scenes, like, chasing Spider Man, you couldn't do it the same way. Yeah, it would not you look, look live that It wouldn't have looked the same way. Yeah. you know, it wouldn't have had the same, like I said, intensity to it that we got uh with the the way they matched the score with those scenes, I mean, uh they they I mean they did a lot of good jobs. They did a lot of good jobs there. But um yeah, no, the the animation of this movie was incredible. Um it's something that we I think we overlook. A lot of times we overlook it because when we when we talk about animated movies, at this point it feels like it's it's Pixar, you know, it's Illumination mm-hmm. and then, you know, maybe like Disney you know, non Pixar Disney movies like Dreamworks um, too. Even DreamWorks, they're starting to scuffle a little bit. Right. But yeah, DreamWorks. How to train your dragon. Yeah, exactly. Or... Yeah. I have a feeling that's all they're working on now. <laughs> Shrek five will come out at some point. <laughs> but um but like even if you throw in DreamWorks, it's a it's a handful of studios. Yeah. So everything kind of looks the same. You know what a Pixar movie's gonna look like. You know what a DreamWorks movie looks like. Right. And now you know what an Illumination movie looks like. Um but like this didn't feel like any of those movies. Mm-hmm. This did not look like any of those movies, but it was still animation in the same regard. Um, it had almost like different types of animation at times. It, it was. I mean, they did a very good job um, with that aspect of the movie, uh, and like I said, it's something that gets overlooked in animation a lot of times. It's just the animation quality, um, and like you said, EJ. Like I also sat back after I saw the movie and I was like. Like, like you say, could this have been done live action? And would it have been this good? Doesn't doesn't mean to say that, you know, they can't do a good Miles Morales live action story, but would this particular movie, with this particular story have been as impactful had it been done live action? I don't see that to be the case. Um, and it just begs the question overall, what's I mean, something we've talked about in the last couple of weeks is what's the future of these kind of te- these types of movies? Yeah after a movie like this. Um, but regardless, this movie certainly uh, hammered hammered home the point that you can do animation movies and then be like taken seriously and then be regarded as high-quality, high-class films. Yeah, uh, you're, you're totally right about that. This definitely is going to be a watershed moment for, I think, everyone doing superhero movies, which really there's only two game, two in the game now, now that Fox is gone between Marvel and and, uh, and Marvel Disney and Warner Brothers DC, they throw in Sony who just made this movie. So they're of course in the game as well. They're, I think they're all going to kind of now look back and say, okay, what can we do um, in regards to animation? To me, especially DC, because DC has already been putting top notch animation to DVD, to VHS, to streaming apps. They've been doing that joint for decades. And they've been fine living in that venue. And when people have said, "Why don't you, you know, expand?" they've they, they've seen they had no appetite for that, thinking that there really wasn't money into that. Well, it appears that this Spider-Man movie shows that there is money in it. They again, they made thirty-five million the first weekend. That's a really good number for a brand new property in December, where people are doing a lot of other things besides so going to the movies this early in the season. Uh, I think it has a chance to go back-to-back back number ones because of the, the word of mouth. So there's money to be made in this. So I'm very curious to see where these companies go from there. Speaking about this movie, Sham, um, what do we think of of how kind of the first act played out? So again, we're introduced to uh, Miles Morales, this young kid who's uh, being sent to this private school. That's kind of a, a charter school. Where he kind of he stays over there. Um, the week, then goes back home in Brooklyn. He's not all that happy about it. His parents feel like this is what's best for him. Uh, I, what I appreciate about, appreciated about it was how it, I mean, those, that first scene where he's going to school is like very short. I don't know. It might be two minutes. But mm-hmm. they packed so much in there to the, to the point where I wonder if it goes over anyone's head some of the stuff they packed in there. Um, bilingual household. Very becoming way more an American experience nowadays. Yep. Uh, you know, you know, dri- driving to school with your dad, everyone can can experience that. The difference between an older person who's a police officer and a younger person from the neighborhood and how they, how they think about the effects of gentrification. How someone like Jefferson, uh, Miles' father, can be excited about a new coffee shop that looks super dope being open in the neighborhood, and how it's helping the neighborhood. And someone like Miles, a young kid, we already know the influence he has with his uncle. He's into graffiti. He is very unhappy with that situation. Um, the difference between going from your neighborhood, which we see is a lot more diverse than to a private school, which is not as diverse and how he's treated between both places. It wasn't like he was, you know, they were like, you know, he, they were racist in the other place, but it was an obvious difference. The mm-hmm. kids knew him. The kids loved him where he was from. When he went to other school, they kind of were joking about him because he's bad. Dad embarrassed him in that scene about saying, I love him, mm-hmm. making fun of his sneakers, even though they're Jordan 1s and he's wearing about the laces. Like, that's, if you're a 14 year old kid and you were wearing Jordan 1s, like, that's, that's dope. Like, what? But maybe when that high school, they don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, for that to happen all in just two minutes made me realize. And we, when we saw that back, um, in the uh, in, in, in 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 at Comic Con, I realized, oh, this movie is going for it. This movie is is not just kind of be going to be this fleeting thing. They're they're not going to hit you over the head with some of these themes that are are all very nuanced, but they're going to let you know that they they're aware of what they're trying to accomplish. So I thought that scene in particular was just uh, really fantastic, and how it all plays out. How you show the difference between my uh, Miles' dad and then when he meets uh, his uncle. And, and and you know, how we could see, I could see based on how Miles likes the music he likes, the people hanging on his wall. You see, uh, you know, Chance the Rapper on his wall multiple times. Yeah, I know. Chance uh, the Rapper, you got a pretty jet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know if well, you it even got a because they did a parody because it was a four hat, not a three hat, which made me think oh, is this the future or I was very confused by that. So that's a thing. I don't know if I, I thought maybe they were just doing a parody and they didn't want to <laughs> actually do the album cover. I'd I, him. Right. I would, I, it, I would suit him if they did uh, to get any money from that. Yeah, I don't know because it looked or just the, like the coloring book cover. Yeah, except yeah exactly. He was wearing the four hat. Steph Curry was also was like on like a billboard in Times Square. Yeah. Oh yeah, they had a lot yeah, of yeah, a lot of they had a lot of really a lot of real people showed up. Yeah, but like, what what do you make of how the first act uh, kind of played out with our introduction to Miles Um, and that's the second time we're watching that that first act. Yeah and watching it the second time you kind of get um i think you can kind of appreciate it a little even more yeah um you know the little things that you mentioned um uh and also i think uh um honestly just watching it again maybe appreciate the animation even more as well right there's, some of the animation like, we saw wasn't finished yeah, when we watched it the first time, it wasn't even. Completely yeah, I'd say about seventy-five percent of it was finished. Before. Yeah. Um, yeah, that first act is. I think it's just so well. I think it's, it's so well told. It's, it's crazy. It's so well told. It's well paced. You know, it's gripping. You know, I've seen a couple people say it's kind of slow. The I first act. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how, that's how is that possible? Spider He dies <laughs> in the first time. <laughs> so let's get to how that all plays they, out. They say it starts out slow or something, which I don't I don't think it starts out. Um I mean, okay, the first fifteen I, minutes yeah, I like, mean you first, know why he's punching anybody. Yeah, exactly. But I mean it's an origin story. Exactly. And it like as soon as he's bitten by the spider and, and that scene that, you know, again, I don't know. I just feel like someone who loves music, I don't know how you don't love like the introduction to uh, his uncle with the Biggie Smalls and yeah. playing the Biggie Smalls in his apartment to like the graffiti scene yep. with like uh, uh with uh, the black sheep playing. I mean, like, I mean, again, if you know New York City and you know Brooklyn, like to me, like, this is, yeah, if I a if 40 year old dude was like still into graffiti and stuff, this is what he'd be playing. So, like, it was yep. the, authenticity, the authenticity of those scenes was really awesome. Um, but as soon as he's bitten by a spider, everything turns. Yeah, because he yep. when he goes back to the spot, and he realizes he's watching the fight of all fights of Spider-Man versus the Prowler and Green Goblin. I mean that I don't know. That's why I don't know how you could say that the joint was slow because it yeah. picks up extremely quickly. Yeah, I don't agree. I just know some people have been, some people have said that, and, um, you know. But I I think it's just it's trying to introduce you to the character, which I think is necessary. You have to. No one knows who this is. Yeah. So, um, but again, I feel like they did such a good job of just introducing us to this, like, to this kid, you know? Yeah. To this person who's just trying to live their life. And, like, him dealing with girls, dealing with Gwen. Like, to me, like, I don't know. I felt like those scenes were still good. Like, if this wasn't a Spider Man movie, I still would have liked them seeing how that kid would have developed, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like And like even when he goes into the apartment, he's like he's like, "Oh, so you talking to your girls?" He's like, yeah, girls well, I mean, there's one guy. he's like, "Well, I can't have my nephew run around with no get ga- without without any game." He's like, "I got game. <laughs> I got game." <laughs> it's just like it's so it's just so honest. Yeah. You know, it's so honest, it's so yeah. fun like it felt very real. It yeah, felt real. Yeah, it felt very real, you know? Um the yeah. characters uh in that first act because like that 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 story, they they made you want to see a lot more, um, of those characters. I mean, obviously, we saw the first thirty five minutes. we were like, yo, we, we got to see more of this, you know, but it really makes you want to see more and see those characters develop. Um, I I disagree about you know it was, what they say it was rushed, it was or slow, no slow slow. It was slow. Like, I felt like, man, like feel like we didn't learn enough you know or i feel like i would have wanted to have seen more mm. rather than like you know oh yeah you know like it's just dragging like i felt like you know it's like here's miles here's miles's dad yeah, here's exactly. miles's uncle here's gwen you know? like it was it was i don't think it was rushed but it's just like they had to get through story long so it right. was like they put people in there and you kind of had to keep up yeah with, like, exactly. There was a lot going on um like the fact i mean if i told you like yes. Yeah, Spider Man dies in the first 35 minutes, and like, we still learn all that other stuff. You'd be like, How did that all happen? Yeah, you know, right. it, it, so I don't know. I disagree about the whole it was slow uh, narrative, but um... yeah, the way they handled that whole Spider Man that twist I mean, still, I thought it was incredible. Yeah, you know? and when I mentioned about uh, stuff they meant, they, they uh, all the stuff they packed in, I didn't even mention the whole public versus private or public versus charter school whole debate too that happens yep. in the car where he's right. at, he's made the case of why do I have to go to this public school? Why can't I why private school? why can't I go to public school all my friends in his day explaining that this is what's best for him. Him feeling like he's just like a token. Right. You know, like that's all the stuff is so real and so authentic. <laughs> like right. that's again that's a lot to pack into our first act in the movie. But um I do want to get to the big twist. So we see the fight scene between uh, between Spider-Man and Green Goblin and, uh, and 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 Prowler, and it sets up pretty much the, the really the, the storyline for the movie around this uh, this collider, as as the Kingpin kept calling it, uh, which we learned was as a way to get back his family, which I did not expect to see coming either. So that was that was pretty a crazy twist too. But speaking about that twist, you no, know, that being the end of Peter Parker, his death. What do you guys think of it? I mean, I love it yeah yeah I loved it I thought it was it's so unexpected it is unexpected it's so unexpected when we saw that the first time I was like wow yeah, it didn't make any sense at first I was like I was like, like no in the just... movie they've been they've been uh marketing it's like, yeah, yeah, I I was yeah like, what it. they changed it up what? But Peter Parker died yeah it's huge to us it was kind of small how they did it because you see Peter Parker in all of the promo yeah yeah so and and you, you, you watch and you're like what yeah, why is he blonde you know? yeah, yeah. but he's blonde They're like hey I'm very confused exactly that's like and that you know, was like, i was i'm not paying attention to the yeah, like in the trailers he he's not blind you yeah know? but it's just like oh my god you know but it's just like and it's so tragic too yeah because he was just helping miles yeah Yeah, you can see just like, like listen yeah. we'll, be, we'll be all right and you know. like they did a i mean they did a very very good job of writing spider-man like it felt like oh they yeah did this, did great this job is like, he had humor, but, like, he was older. Yeah, this felt like know? Spider-Man in his prime. Yeah, Spider-Man in his prime. Right. like Which made the death more, like, oh, my like, God. Well, yeah. yeah, there's no... Spider-Man's not supposed to die at this point. You know, like, like yeah. Um, and then you throw in, like... The way the way they did it, the way, like, they set up, like, you know... Him, like... Oh, he just met the kid, and he just told him, I'm gonna train with you. Yeah. Like, that was obviously... uh That was tough, um... And then something I mentioned, like, I don't know if I ever mentioned it on the show because obviously we, didn't, we couldn't spoil anything, but they made it feel like him dying, like, felt it felt real. Like, it felt like, man, if Spider-Man was a real person, like, yeah. and he died, like, right. the yeah. way they handled it yeah, was Yeah, like, I, I out of that, that visual, too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. People would be wearing Spider-Man masks. It would oh, be I on would. TV. Like, pe- we, I mean, they would have found out it was Peter Parker, a 26-year-old kid, you know, grad student, blah, 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 right. like, I mean, it felt real. You know, it's funny that not to plug my my own network that I work for, but the New York Ten that like broke the news. It, it definitely was based off New York One. It was New York One, because like <laughs> even like the logo and like how I was like, oh my god, that's supposed to be New York One, which yeah. is great. Cra- and they, like they break into the news late at night, that that's what we would do. So like, yeah, yeah how they all played that was great. I mean, it, again, they thought about everything. Um, I, I I mean, it was great. It was sad. I mean, it's, there, hard, to, it's hard to say it's great because you're upset. It, that it's it like it's one of those things. It, I mean. And this is something that happens in 90% of good animated movies. You know, it's like Mustafa, it's like Mustafa dying in right. Lion King. It's like, yeah. it or sucks. Mufasa. It's Mufasa, 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 Mufasa. 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 like Mufasa, Mufasa dying in Lion King, where it's like, <laughs> it's one of the, it's obviously one of the most tragic things that happens in all of animation. Right. Arguably all of cinema. But, like, it's also, I mean, it's, it leads you to the story of Lion King, which is obviously an incredible movie. You know, or, um, you know, if you've seen uh, Coco, you know, that movie has a lot of sad moments inside. I mean, all these movies have sad moments. Uh, And moments where you're like, dang, you know, the (laughs) character... A lot of times, that's also an animation... Like, trope is like the character that you like is probably the one that's gonna die, right? You know, yeah. it's, you know like that's what happens. It's like yeah. that's how they get you to, that's how they get you in like any movie, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, honestly, it's not just animation, and but like inside like, out, it's becoming more, it's becoming more out, animation, though. Yeah, but like, so like Spider Man, like everyone was rooting for Spider Man, it, it was an excellent Spider Man, they wrote him great, you know, you think like he's invincible. It's a great fight scene, it's a yeah. great fight scene. The animation, obviously, is incredible, and He's gone. And he's gone in such a way where it's like, dang, just Kingpin. Just, yeah, just out of like, rage. Just brutal. Brutally smashes him. Not like some, like, you know, oh, I was shot by a ray, ray gun. Right, yeah. You know, by a blaster. And, you know, died. Yeah. That, that scene was effective because it automatically, you, you, it, it brings you the danger of Kingpin. Um, Who well, I got to say, man, like, I was so thrilled to have a Kingpin as the main villain of a Spider-Man movie because since, you know... Kingpin was over with Fox all those years. We have not seen Kingpin interact with Spider-Man in any way in TV or movies since the 90s since that old Spider-Man TV show ever since then every Spider-Man they did They always had to substitute him with tombstone or use some other character or just not have that crime boss element at all in the Spider-Man universe when it came to the movies or the television, which was c- crazy for me because as someone who grew up on the '90s Spider-Man cartoon, I'm like, "Where's Kingpin? Right, Kingpin yeah. is his guy." Like, yeah. So to see, um, so to see Kingpin there and then to see him be the one to kill Spider-Man, it's like, wow. Well, I'm, you're establishing that this guy is and then, serious, and that's gr- great. You know, and le- and you're right because like even me like sitting back, like, I mean, obviously, like you said Kingpin plays uh, a tremendous, humongous role in that, in that cartoon, and, like, like, I watched his movie, and I'm, like, I had to almost, like, remind myself, like, oh, yeah, Kingpin would be, like, the boss of all of these Spider-Man bosses, you know, in, like, in the new era, in the more modern era, like, all these characters are the boss in and of themselves, or they're working for Osborn. Like, Osborn's kind of become, like, that Kingpin. Yeah. They, they, they'll use him, either him or Tombstone, like you said, as, like, you know, the, the mob. Osborn would be the mob element, but he'd just be running things. But, uh, in this case, like, Kingpin is running everything. He's running Osborn. Running Doc Ock. Running, you know, Scorpion and all these different villains, Tombstone. Yeah. So, um, but that's something we haven't seen, like you said, in, like, 20 years. Yeah, so it was it was a dope element to have in there. Yeah. And, I mean, they use Kingpin in the Spider-Man game as well. Right, which I think it shows that they're trying to use him more. Yeah, that's exciting. It excites me. For and what does it hint it, something? Yeah, it's potentially Do we? Is there a possibility that we see Kingpin show up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Because you know, there's always been talk about D'Onofrio saying that he would be willing to work with MCU, but that he also feels that it'd be weird if you we had his Kingpin. He, I over mean, if they did a similar format to how they're doing, how they did this movie. I think I think D'Onofrio could do it. He'd be perfect, yeah, honestly. Like I think he he would be a good guy to be like pulling the strings of a bunch of like a sinister six or something like yeah. So so this was a really great trial run if this was a trial run for Kingpin's uh what his place is in the Spider-Man universe. He fit in really well in that first act. He fits in well in the entire movie. Um but yeah, I mean it's it's pretty brutal and to see I think it was kind of awesome also crazy to kind of see again like miles's powers uh you know kind of manifest in this way you know where where his day ends after that crazy day at school is his his meltdown with gwen his meltdown with the security guard uh him going to see uh he could find his uncle and going to see this whole spider-man thing and then he sees Spider-Man die after telling him he's going to help him and giving him some very important information to try to save the world and then being chased by some maniac murderer, <laughs> the Prowler. I mean, that was a pretty crazy, again, they talk about, that's not your typical, oh, like Spider-Man, you know, origin story, like he goes and, you know, he realized he beats some guy up on the subway or he, he fights in a wrestling ring. Like he was thrown into the fire very quickly after whatever happened to him in school. So that was, that was, uh, I thought a, a unique, really good way. To, to, to show uh, uh, Miles kind of see how real things get for him very quickly. And I th- also thought it was really cool how there was a difference in Miles than someone like Peter Parker. Because Miles, he kind of embraced, and maybe because he saw death, but he embraced being like, all right, now it's my turn. I'm Spider-Man now. <laughs> like with Peter, when he first got the powers, was just like, let me go get money. You know, <laughs> let me make money so I can, you know. And, and, and it was through his uncle's death that he learned with great power and great responsibility. But like Miles kind of, Understand that very early on, so that kind of is a cool difference between Peter and Miles, at least at this age in their life, where maybe Peter, being a kid, kind of had more of like the selfish mindset, or well, not even selfish mindset. A lot of it was getting money for his family, but like you know, he thought more about like what he, how he can improve his life, as opposed to maybe like being like I can be a hero, but. Me also, Peter was the first Spider Man, so he didn't have a a, a example to see. Like Miles saw Spider Man, was like, "Oh, well, I now need to be that guy because I seen what he can do, how he helps people." Yeah, that's the difference between them. But it's very interesting how they how they did that. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, Yeah, this this Miles Morales Peter Parker no Miles Miles Morales Spider Man is just so likable, you know. Yeah, and um. You know, so relatable, to the point where if if I had any critiques, it might be that well, not enough miles. You <laughs> know, because they had a lot of other characters in the film who right. I loved. I liked every single character in this film, but okay. you know, it took away from Miles. You know, I didn't get to see him, you know, full suit Miles that as much as maybe I would have liked. So um, let's talk about those some one of the other main characters, and that's the Earth six one six peter parker that we're introduced to in this show right in this movie yes so peter parker uh, appears out of nowhere after a funeral service um and we're introduced to him he's not the peter parker that we are used to seeing this one is old he's heavy he's divorced um he has a kind of of a his outlook on life is life is very pessimistic um Shmari, what did you make of the Jake Johnson, uh, Peter Parker that we were introduced to? He's wearing sweatpants. He's <laughs> very different than any Parker we're we're, we're used to seeing. Yeah, I, that's that Peter Parker is like. That's like top tier Peter Parker for me. That's one of my favorite Peter Parkers. Really? Yeah. Wow. He was funny. Yeah. That was He was <laughs> Jake Johnson. He did a hell of a job as Peter Parker in uh, uh, in that in this movie. Um, because, and it, it's so funny because I feel like that's who Peter Parker would be if he were, like, old and, like, yeah, yeah. worn out and out of shape. You know, still, like, cracking jokes, but in, like, a, in, like, a, uh... More depressing Yeah, more, me. yeah, exactly. <laughs> a more broken kind of way. But it's just, it's so funny, though. It was so funny. And Jake Johnson did a, a spectacular job. And, um yeah i don't know it was just it was really it was just a really good story for for all the characters for his character his character kind of had his own arc in you know eventually realizing that you know he he you know shouldn't you know bear all this, the brunt of his his failures and just you know he kind of just has to as miles said at the end he just take a leap leap of fate you know um Instead of being so willing to sacrifice himself, he actually tried to uh, fix the mistakes that he's made, and it's just so yeah. It's just that like that's the thing with, with, when it comes to the levels of this film. It's like so a character is who seems to be there purely for comic relief, and he's not, right? You know, or purely to be the mental role, and it's not just that, right? This character has his own story to tell, and it's and that's just like that's when you know a movie's just on another level when you realize stuff like that. What do you think, Kendall, of uh, the Jake Johnson, Peter Parker? And what do you think about him being the, decide making the show that this is the Peter Parker that's the, quote, true Peter Parker? This is the Earth 616 Marvel Universe Parker. That's a pretty bold decision to make him this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, uh... It, I mean, I thought it was cool. You know, I thought the way, uh... You know, they kind of told his story. Um... And, like... Cause like you said, he kind of feels like like I mean, you go throughout the movie thinking like you know, this is like an alternate universe type of Spider-Man, and but he feels like he still feels like Spider-Man even though he's gone through his, his stuff and yeah, you know, he's in a different kind of state of mind right now. Uh, he's you can still feel like the the guy that we saw earlier in the movie. You're like, all right, this is still the same Spider-Man. Uh, has the experience of the other one obviously more experienced probably, uh, has some of the abilities and, um, you know, can kind of teach him out of the ropes a little bit, so, and that kind of lessens the blow of not having the original Spider-Man, or the Spider-Man that we see in, uh, in the beginning of the movie, um, I think that he, uh, he, the, the lesson, there were a lot of good lessons learned with his story, uh, and with uh, his interactions with Miles, uh, for both of them, um, and I, I think he's a character that uh, it surprised me. Again, it was, it was a twist the way they kind of introduced him, the way, the route that they decided to go with that. But um, yeah, I thought his inclusion in the movie was was solid. Yeah, I I enjoyed him as well. Um, I think that. You know, I don't know. Like I've heard people discuss it. I don't think if it's ever been mentioned, but I, I kind of hoped, or kind of hope, and kind of in my head, I still think of hey, this Spider-Man maybe being like the Toby Maguire Spider-Man, because like a lot of the themes, because they took a lot of obvious references to that movie. I mean, when sure. they did those cut scenes of like you know introducing like the Peter Parker, like yeah. he did the upside down kiss with him and Mary Jane, yeah. and you know the punching the car, like yeah. those are scenes yeah. directly from Spider-Man, yeah. from the Toby Maguire Spider-Man. So and that was kind of like that kind of and apparently they didn't think about casting toby Maguire to be that Spider-Man. Yeah, I heard. So uh so I, I thought that would have been cool if like they ended up making that Spider-Man to actually be the toby Maguire Spider-Man cuz that one was was very much more pessimistic and kind of had, kinda had w- way worse luck than maybe the other Peter Parker we were used to seeing. Um but but like taking that into account like that's why I kind of like this Uh, Peter, because you know, while we all root for Peter, I think he's always kind of like behind the eight ball. Like he's always kind of like, uh, you know, you know, kind of behind uh, uh, where he should be. So the fact, so the idea that you know could Spider Man at one point kind of really get down on his luck and just really be totally out of it, definitely that's very possible. Like we don't like to see him like that, but I think it was realistic. Uh, But to see him still have those like heroic ideals like when you know you know miles is like no you got to you gotta take me on this thing like great power great responsibility and you how he like that like him hearing that again like killed him yeah and it made him decide, all right i gotta take him because like you know at the end of the day he still is a superhero he, he still is spider-man he's just a spider-man that uh that's that's kind of on on, on down on his luck but you know everything about him i mean you know him wanting to take the train, you know, <laughs> upstate that is, you know, flipping through because, like, it takes too much energy. Then, oh, like the bus, I think. Yeah, right? the bus, yeah, that's what it was. He yeah. took the bus where it was like – and, like, in theory, like, he's not wrong. <laughs> like, it, yeah. it does make more sense to take the bus if you don't want to waste your time. If you're 40 years old, and you know, yeah. you know, it's like a basketball player. He's like, you know, if you don't got to dunk, you know, why are you dunking all the time, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. But, like, just seeing that was just kind of uh, crazy. How well, he knew uh... – he do what Kingpin was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Those, I mean, the, the dialogue. They figure it out. Yeah. The dialogue <laughs> in this movie was great. I think Johnson's dialogue was some of the best that they had in there. Yeah, even when he was telling a story. He's like, you know, I'm just sitting in my in my apartment, you know, I'm doing some at, some crunches. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, eating pizza on his he, on his mattress. And, and then some weird stuff started happening, and you know, weird <laughs> stuff happens to me a lot, but this was like super weird. <laughs> <laughs> it just sucks him into the ceiling. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah the, yeah, the the written uh, dialogue that they gave Johnson, and he's he's great. You know, Johnson is perfect. He was the perfect for this kind of role. stuff that they gave him. It's the point where I know they, they, there's those rumors that they considered Maguire, but to me, like, now that I see what they produce, like, I don't know if, like, Johnson, I don't know if they could have done anyone else like Johnson. Like, in terms of, like, they, to me, it's like they wrote it for him. I don't know if they did. Maybe they didn't. Maybe it just was great luck. But, like, someone who's watched Jake Johnson stuff, I've watched five, four or five episodes of New Girl, of seasons of New Girl. Like, I was like, this is, like, him. This is the guy that he plays all the time. And uh, the fact that they were able to to, to, to bring that to Spider Man is just like it, it, to me he was a perfect fit for the role, um, but it brings me to that second act. You know, with I our to him going out to uh, what was the company called? It? Am Am Tech or whatever? Or Am something? It was something. Uh, yeah, it was something like that. I don't remember. Mm. Good question. Yeah, I gotta figure out yeah. remember what it was, but their trip to like you know Westchester, uh, introduced us to Doc Ock. Introduce was, us to Professor X. No, it would been great. No, go not to Westchester. <laughs> the X Men. No, give it a couple years. Maybe we'll get that. No, it introduced us to Doc Ock, and it was a Doc Ock we're not used to seeing. And I thought that was another really good swerve. This movie, this movie was great with the swerves. So yeah, they you know this hipster doctor who kind of shows up every now and then throughout the movie up until this point, and we introduced her again, but she seems like a decent person. She doesn't you know she seems like you know she's just someone working for fist, the typical like doctor that like you know fiske's you know heart or oh no strong arming to get his work done but when she gets to kind of observe uh uh jake johnson spider-man and peter parker and, and notices that you know because of the uh the dimension shift that he's in that he's uh that that he's bound to die actually because his atoms will just dis- disintegrate uh we she turns very sinister very quickly and we learn that that olivia uh octavius is actually Doc Ock. Is there an Olivia Octavius at all in the comics, or something that I should know about? That's not Doc Ock's wife or anything, right? Uh, that's a good question. Cause I I, I wasn't sure if that was a name. I should have like immediately been like, oh right. Like I mean, once she said Octavia, I was like, oh my god. But then, nah. but, but I didn't know if that it was, was I like, no assistant. Okay, yes, but that yeah, was pretty. No, that was a dope twist you know of course this is the you no know, the what would probably be the ultimate universe so you can you know things are going to be different than what we're used to seeing in the normal comics so doc ock did not expect that to happen but to me honestly the 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 that those see the scene in that lab besides me the final i think that might have been my favorite scene yeah you can make the case i mean you know the interactions with doc ock them fighting through the forest i mean all that stuff was great yeah, yeah I, yes. i'm sorry what are you saying No, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, and it's, uh, that whole, yeah, like that whole stretch when they get to the, when they get to that facility, by the time they leave, like that was an excellent 10 minutes, however long it was, 15 minutes, um, a lot of action, good humor, uh, they did a great job also, nothing in the trailer showed Doc Ock, yep, so it's a complete shock when he, she shows up in in the movie, not I mean, a lot of the trailer didn't really show a lot of the villains. You know, no, I, we I didn't, didn't see much of Kingpin. We didn't see much I of... I didn't know Scorpion. Was we Scorpion was a complete shock. Tombstone, get to I don't remember seeing him in the trailer. Tombstone. Yeah, I didn't see Tombstone either. You know, like, all we knew was Kingpin was in the movie. Yeah, Kingpin and, and Prowler. Yeah, and Prowler. And, well, we knew Green Goblin because we'd seen them. Right. But was, he, like he's way less he's, of a... Yeah, he's early in the movie. I, yeah. I thought he was going to be one of the main villain. Right. The way they, like, that very, very early promo art. They kept showing Miles versus Green Goblin. But. Yeah. Yeah. Goblin was very little to do with this one um but yeah no I thought um that uh that early that early uh scene uh or that whole scene rather of them in that facility uh even the when he was when he was stuck on the uh on like the ceiling he was trying to get down he had to sing he had to sing the sunflower song to get down and stuff like it was funny um there was a, they 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 did a lot of I mean clearly I mean Lord and Miller have a good handle on how to write comedy and write humor and they really it really uh, showed itself in this movie and that was good because this was a movie that needed that humor but I think it was also important that it didn't go overboard because this is like a, a serious story so like and you know for something like this like you know Laura Miller of course did the Lego movie like I I wouldn't have wanted it to be the Lego movie like at this Is mom rouse, it still has to be a real true spider-man story so how they were able to balance those elements in these kind of fight scenes where they're fighting them in the lab and in the in the in the uh in the forest like those were uh those were great and and how they they were able to find that balance in the script was 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 really really awesome yeah exactly i mean they balance it out like extremely well um and i don't um, I feel like, you know, and a lot of people have been saying this, but I'm kind of just going to jump on the bandwagon and say it as well. I feel like Lord and Miller's fingerprints are all over this. They're yeah, all yeah, over yeah. this movie. You know. Half um, of them wrote the script, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I watched the Lego movie. I enjoyed the Lego movie. You know, a lot of the humor feels similar. Not exactly the same, but it feels similar. Um, and honestly, the animation feels similar. Mm-hmm. It's, the Lego movie is probably the closest thing that I've seen to animation that's like this. Where it's kind of like stop motiony, right. but like not completely. Yeah. Um, so this is probably close. It's closer to that, but this was made to look, look and feel like a comic book. Um, so I think this kind of like goes a step further in being tr- completely innovative. And in like truly something very, very special. So it's here where we're introduced to Spider-Gwen, officially. Where she comes in and kind of saves them from the you know the impending doom that was that was happening. We learn that Spider Gwen had actually been there for a week, and uh, before you know, cause I guess the, during these uh the this these tests that Kingpin had been doing, it had been bringing in different Spider people from different universes. So we get Spider Gwen. She comes in and she's dope. She kicks butt as uh, Spider Gwen should. And we learn that she's been a superhero for a while, and we kind of see her origin. And her origin is that Peter Parker is her best friend, and he gets killed, and that actually spurns her into being uh, Spider Woman. So uh, it's from there when we go, they go to Aunt May to kind of, uh, to kind of regroup. That they are introduced to the rest of the, the Spider Verse people that were uh, that came to the Earth. So we got uh, Penny Parker, we got Spider-Man Noir, and we got um, Spider-Ham. So. What did you guys think of how they introduced all these characters, including a little bit of an interesting twist on the Peter Parker of that universe, and how he had a whole Spider Cave that looked similar to the Batcave. Cave, oh, and how like Aunt May was like Alfred, you know? It was, yeah, no. that was that's pretty crazy twist there. What did you make of any of that Shane? I thought it was um, uh, well. First of all, I loved all the other characters. loved like Penny Parker. I love Spider Ham, and I loved uh, Spider Man Noir. Um, uh, I thought they were all like just hilarious and just fun to watch, um, as spider people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. They were just, they were just awesome. It was just really cool seeing them on screen. And I thought, especially Spider-Man Noir is probably my favorite. Yeah. Me too. Of all of them. Um, I think so too. You know, I thought Nicolas Cage. They they gave him some amazing lines. I yeah, he he did. and he was just perfect. He's a perfect fit for that, <laughs> uh, for those lines and for that character. Him so. with that Rubes, Rube's crew was just one of the funniest yeah, thing. Yeah. So hilarious, so funny. Um, so yeah, that I thought that worked out really well. Um, and it was it was also just really cool seeing them do that animation for each of them: Spider yeah. Man Noir and Spider Ham and uh, Penny Parker. Yeah. I mean, it's just they were com- like, it's completely different yeah, animation. It's completely different animation than the whole it's movie. It's like a completely, you're watching something completely different when you're yeah, on screen. Yeah, yeah, Penny Parker, who's doing, like, anime facial expressions that you're used custom seeing from an anime TV show. You got Spider-Man Noir, who's in black and white. And I love how they were like, "Why is this cape? How's this jacket moving? There's no wind in here." Yeah. It's like he's in a whole different world on his own, and Spider-Ham is doing his all crazy Looney Tunes type animation like yeah. how they put them all together in that movie and how it didn't look insane. I mean, that again, the animators in this movie just top-notch work. Yeah. Um yeah, their inclusion in this film was what something I was most worried about. Uh when this film was announced and the concept was kind of came up and I heard over oh, we were getting all these different types of Spider-Man, I was like, this is getting too much, too out of control, um you know. I, I you know initially I thought this was just gonna be Miles Morales and when it wasn't, I was like, all right, you know, we got the first trail, like, all right, so Peter Parker's in this, whatever, you know, this could be interesting then. You know, you see spider Gwens in it, and then you see, you know, like I said, Spider-Ham and all these different types of Spider-Man, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to work, but they did it in a way that I agree that I still would have liked to have seen a little bit more Miles, but it wasn't like these characters hurt the movie, or it wasn't like, man, we're wasting our time with this (laughs) nonsense, like, any they were, when they were on screen, it was still very interesting, it made sense, the story made sense, they didn't feel like they were shoehorned in there for kids, where well, they were shoehorned in there for promotion. No. Yeah. You know, it was it was their inclusion made sense in the story, so um I yeah, I, I dig that uh that aspect of the movie. I I love how like each one of them like told like the same version of like the story that we first heard from the first yeah, Peter know, Parker. Sure. How that became like the trope yeah, for everything. But we got like it was also but it actually ended up being a great way to like learn their origin stories. Basically. Yeah. So it, like in like a 20-second, 30 second story but it, it, again not having it feel shoehorned it all worked and all made sense um, and that brings us to the fight scene at on uh, May's house that included uh that we, we had our first injunction to scorpion and um, who we did not expect to see also that was a surprise yeah so man. that was pretty cool and um it's pretty much a melee I mean you know that was a good it was a good like kind of like showcase to kind of show all these people's powers uh we get kind of the the major, second major death in the movie with uh, Kingpin shooting the Prowler after the Prowler learns that it's uh, Miles behind the mask. You want to talk about the Prowler? Yeah, let's talk about the Prowler. So the Prowler we were introduced to his uncle Aaron earlier in the movie. Um, it's interesting because uh, you know Miles you know figures out that it's the Prowler a little earlier earlier in the movie when he wants to kind of break in and talk to his, uh, wait, why, wait, why did he go in there? Was he going in to talk to his uncle? I forgot why he was in his apartment. Well, he went to write, he's he's writing that note. Yeah, oh, that. yeah, he he's was writing ra- an- Like, man, I got stuff going on, blah, blah, blah. blah yeah, blah. he's writing a note, he wanted to leave it for, for his uncle, and then he realized the Prowler walks in, and he's like, oh, my God, what the hell? And the Prowler takes the mask off, and it's Aaron. So that was a, a big, obviously a big shock to him. Uh, what did you guys think of the Prowler? As a, as, a, as a whole in terms of like what's interesting is uh, we all have the experience of knowing that the prowler is Aaron yeah I wonder so I wonder what I'm that's like how when, that plays for, for people that don't know. don't know I mean, yeah like you said we're watching that knowing from the from, from day from, from the from jump the minute he's yeah, yeah. on the screen that he's the prowler Uh, I mean for me knowing that he was the prowler it was like even more emotional because yeah. like I watched that like yeah. not necessarily the reveal but like it made like the scenes in the beginning like emotionally, you watch it like damn, uh, That's tough, you know. Like, because you know, like,
1: because you know, he at he he is, the very is,
0: least, is he at the very least like cares about his death? It's very genuine. Yeah. You can yeah. tell it's genuine, but then you also know like this guy's a supervillain. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You, or it, at, at the time, you don't know exactly what he's doing, but you know like this guy's gonna be a supervillain. And then like you see him as the prowler like, yeah, like next scene, and you're like, oh he's yeah, in the middle in his prime. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like. I mean, it makes those scenes very emotional, which is why, like, I took so much out of that first 35 minutes we saw Comic-Con. Because I'm like, man, this movie, however they're going to tell that story is going to be crazy. And I will say, I think they... I don't know. I, I, I do feel like that aspect was rushed a little bit. Or I think that they they could have... They could have they de- delved a little deeper into that relationship. Yeah. And I, I may, I, maybe they felt like it was off the beaten path, but it really shouldn't have been off the beaten path if this is a Miles Morales movie. You you think that they should have gave more time between Miles and Aaron? Yeah, Mm. either, or at least, like, I don't think he should have gotten shot at that moment. I, like, I have no problem with him getting shot because that was another twist that was shocking. And it, it it again, brings you to how ruthless this kingpin is. Yeah, exactly. It's an animated movie, but, I mean, it's... It's PG-13 for a reason. And that, that, was, that was another one of those movies, that was another one of those moments where I, I mean, it garnered a reaction. Right. Like, a visceral reaction. Like, dad, really? Well, I'm sitting in the theater, like, wow. That just happened. But, um, but I do feel like there, there was a lot more story to be told between, like, that Spider man and Prowler, And they, they went a certain direction and they wanted to make it about Kingpin. Mm-hmm. But I think this movie could have been more about Prowler than it was about Kingpin. Right. And they wanted to focus on the, the Kingpin aspect. I feel like they could have dragged the Prowler a little bit more and then made the, the very, very end about Kingpin. But right. they wanted to make like a lot of his hero's journey about getting yeah, revenge and getting to Kingpin. Right. When I think some of it, a little bit more, could have been about maybe a reclamation for Prowler or, you know, I got to get back at my uncle or something along those lines and then maybe the final fight has something to do with, like, you know, yeah. that or... Prowler never really gets his redeeming moment. He doesn't. He yeah. only pauses to yeah. hurt Miles and we don't know what he would have done. Well, he kind of backs... Does he back away? Yeah, like he, he backs away and they he got shot. shot. Yeah, right, that's why he got shot. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of his redeeming moment but, I mean, he's not really anything... I mean, okay, he didn't kill the main character. Uh, right. What did you think of... of the Prowler's journey in this movie. Does um, is the prowl No. One, does anyone know the Prowler dies very early on in Miles' origin? No, No, he does not. I don't doesn't. think so. Right? He's like yeah. that's like part of his thing that he like his uncle is a villain. Yeah, and and I was looking up, you know, people, um, brought up as well that you, you know maybe they would have preferred if he had survived because in the comics apparently he you know he finds out and then the Prowler kind of tries to tempt him into a life of crime mm. with him. And which also like, could have been a very interesting that, I feel like that, I honestly feel like that may have been even been more interesting. Yeah. But, you know, they decided to kill him off, which that was impactful as well. So, I mean, I, I'm not hating on the story that they, they chose to tell. Um, that If they chose to choose to, went the comic book route, that probably would have been a lot more, a lot darker. And I also, so I also, one thing I was going to say was that I also felt like they didn't, they didn't do a great job of explaining his uncle's mindset. Because yeah, why he was doing it. Yeah, they didn't. And he never always all said, no, Just there's some innuendos from Jefferson about, like, that, yeah, okay, yes, you like your uncle. I'm not getting into it with Right. Him. But, like, so you know there's something about Oh, yeah, about you knew, like, uncle. he went a certain direction in his life. Right. right, and, like, in his own kind of oh, yeah, dad's a cop. Well, you know, he used to be cool. He used to, you know, group graffiti with me and stuff. So, you know, there's something there, but you don't know exactly <laughs> what. <laughs> How well, he's going become prowler? I mean... Yeah. Right, it's a, it's like, a big, that's, a, that's a leap between, yeah. like, oh, maybe, you know, he's selling, you know, drugs or something or whatever he's doing. To, oh, no, he's working for Kingpin. Yeah. And, like, and one of his, top, King King his King. top assassins. Yeah, one of his top assassins? So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That was I the mean, one thing. I think the only thing, and even this is kind of a stretch of hint towards the prowler, but when... They were downstairs. They were going to do the. They were in the subway and they were going to do the graffiti. Um, And they. And the prowler kind of just jumps that fence. Yeah. And that was a pretty high fence. He just kind of jumps over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Miles just takes like five minutes to try to scramble over that thing. But he just kind of leaped over it. I was like, oh, okay. Like, as Aaron Davis. Yeah, as Aaron oh, Davis. All right, 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 He just jumps over it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, how do you yeah, do I that? didn't catch it. Yeah, I didn't know? catch that. Yeah, I think, like, I think, like, I think when you're watching it as, like, someone who's not. If you're watching, not then knowing that guy's profile is just like, yeah. oh, like this guy used to hopping fences. Yeah, which, exactly. You know, I guess he is. Tightly, um, and like Miles, of course, you know, not used to going in these places to do graffiti. He's right. like, you know, taking forever to go over the fence. I feel like there's like a TV show or a movie that did this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It reads like that's I don't know. I don't know why it's not coming to me which one it is. But that's that thing. That's what I got from it. But mm-hmm. right, that could that even that could have been like, okay, well, why is he so like adept? Uh, and so agile to just like hop a fence like that right. so easily. And I checked that the movie is actually rated PG. Is it yeah, it's PG? Yeah, PG. that mean, why. Yeah. What I Part of me was he like, when you said that, I was like, for frenetic wow. s- sequences of animated action violence. <laughs> yeah, know, frenetic. I I the problem the was certainly his scenes were certainly <laughs> frenetic. <laughs> Anytime that guy was on screen, Jason Miles was like. I mean, yes. If I was like, if I was a kid watching the movie, I would have been scared of the prowler. Yeah, it was terrifying. Oh, yeah, it was I would have been terrified. of the prowler, <laughs> man. I mean, like, they really—I mean—they did a great job with the art with him and the uh, score with yeah. him. Oh every man. time. it was just everything with him was just like so well done. This is off topic, but do we think that uh, do do we think our, our, our man Donald Glover will ever play the prowler with the prowlers? Costume on? No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, he had to. He had to, um, he had to get to hit the gym. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, Donald honestly, Glover's in good shape. <laughs> he's not in bad shape. But, you saw, the, the, but you saw super, the video to be a supervillain. He's gonna be Are the prowler. Donald Glover's there. He's mean, he's in good shape, but I mean he's gotta be a super. He's a supervillain. I mean, supervillains can come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah, I don't. Know. I think you're giving. I think you're dissing our Donald I'm not Glover. He's not child out in child shape. to child to no Donald Glover. Oh, well, I'm not saying he's no bum, but like. Look, I, I mean like I feel like he's, he's not Chris Evans. No, look, yeah. I went to Childhood's Game Vino's tour and if you see the dancing and stuff this guy can do. He's athletic. He can absolutely play the Prowler. To me. I think he's in the shape to do it. I think I don't think he I don't think he needs to be like, you know, Apollo Crews, there ain't any wrestling fans out there. Or, or Apollo Creed. Or Apollo Creed to like be <laughs> prowler. I don't think he has to be like you know, I don't think he has to be a like a pro wrestler. I think he, I think he's in fine shape to be the prowler. All right. Did that I mean did that the, the guy in the animation looked like he was jacked? Like, he like <laughs> I mean, he wasn't he looked jacked. Like right, he looked he right was, it was a little dude. He made him look kind of like Frozone. He did look a lot like Frozone. <laughs> 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 funny. Shout out to Mars out Ali. He played a prowler. He was a great yeah, cast. Shout out yeah, our, to Mar- uh, our dad yeah, was man. like. They keep, uh, they keep giving Ali these roles where he's great and they kill him <laughs> off. Like, yeah, I want to see more of him. I know. I, I was, it's yeah. almost like, he, he, like I almost think he prefers it that way. Yeah, though. I prefers I, totally so like, like, I don't want to be committed to this. So his, like, his, his paycheck is probably way too high for these companies. Yeah, the, to be yeah, like, yeah this guy's getting Oscar One year, one off. <laughs> kill him off. So we don't got to keep paying. I'm not keeping around. There might be a, a next, another Oscar that he's going he's gonna to be up for. He can't be you know wasting his time mm-hmm. with another uh, Spider-Man sequel. Though, this movie... It already won, like, an award for Best Movie of the Year. and like, a very, like, famed, like, Utah Film Festival. Yeah. Which is apparently huge. So, uh, I don't think it's going to be nominated for Best Picture, but that made things very interesting that it would win an award like that. Speaking about uh, the how this movie kind of ends. So, you know, they made the, the team makes the decision that, you know, Miles is not ready after, you know, this fight scene where he, he, he clearly shows <laughs> he's not ready. Throughout the movie, he kind of shows he's still not quite there yet, you know. Um, so they, they attempt to kind of leave without him to fight the kingpin and stop the collider. Um, in doing so, they leave Miles behind. But it's kind of through Miles having a, you know, visiting a, a talk with his dad. His dad spoke to him. And then him kind of getting in touch with just like his emotions and his anger at the time. He's able to eventually, uh, you know, fight out of the webs that he was shot in and uh, go see Aunt May, who gives him the suit which he, you know, spray paints into the traditional black and red suit that they we're now accustomed to seeing, uh, Miles wear. And he joins the fight at, uh, at the, uh, at, at what was, you know, a gala at, you know, Kingpin's, uh, that was at, at Kingpin's, a uh, penthouse that eventually, of course, it collided to be underneath that, uh, that building. What did you make of how just the ending played out with Miles jumping in there? Um, what do we think of Kingpin's? Uh, before we can get to that ending, what do we think of Kingpin's motivation? <sighs> well, if you're a Marvel comic book fan, I mean, that's a crazy Easter egg that they yeah, dropped—Vanessa yeah, and his son. Yeah, man. I mean. This movie, man, like, this movie was a love letter to seen, comic book fans. Especially man. if you've seen... White uh, yeah, and she had, the, I mean, yeah, had she, had the, she, had the, the, she had the little gray. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this was a love letter to people who love Spider-Man and love Marvel Comics. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was deep. Uh, surprising. When was I was When, shocked. when they said, uh, when, who was it? Was it her, was it Parker that was like they're not there or something like that or I checked I know what you're looking for, they're not there uh, I think it was Spider-Man that told him that. Did you think that that's who they were talking about? Wait, what do you mean? Huh? Well, you remember early in the movie I, I think it was Spider-Man that told him this but like, like before he kills him, Spider-Man's like yo, and by the way, I was at, I was in the collider I know what you're looking for, they're not there or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, I have to be And that. then that's when he was like yeah. killed him and like at the time, I didn't know who he was talking about. Or I do not know what he was talking about. I was like, what is Kingpin yeah, looking for? Yeah. Or what is he trying to do? What is he trying to get? And then they show that, and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. That makes sense. Especially, like, you know, especially after you see, like, Daredevil, you know, right. put that together. But, uh, yeah, that was deep. That was, I mean, that was, it was very I thought it was I thought it was really good. It was a very good twist. It's, like, very, like, I mean, this this whole plot is very, like, mustache twirly for Kingpin. Like oh yeah, changing reality, crazy. Being. Oh, that was another thing it's where a little, I was like, it's a little it's an animated movie, so I, w- I would give it a pass. Yeah, I give it a pass. If for it that. was live action, I'd be like, that this this whole this whole story <laughs> it didn't d- make d- a whole lot of sense. Like trying to trying to warp dimensions. Yeah, man. my thing is like, well, here's the thing: it wasn't him him trying to find his motivation made sense. Definitely made sense. Well, yeah. Just like I have a ray beam and it's like shooting. Yeah, it, it was just stuff that, that whole like, thing, I'm like proton, that's not, I didn't know what any proton, of this stuff colliders. meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah <exactly>. that's, <laughs> not, that's not a very. King <laughs> I gotta get the key. To, that's to be honest. That's almost <laughs> more like a Norman Osborn thing. Like right. Norman Osborn just something well, like that, yeah. or, or like, Octavius. Yeah, but like, like, more that? scientific. Yeah. yeah, that's more like Green Goblin. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, but like, but like again, for like the sake of the movie, it's animation, like. And it did provide great animation moments. The fact that this was the center of the conflict. What kind of made it like somewhat make sense is that like we saw even in his interaction with uh, Octavius that like he didn't know what was he didn't know what? Right, he didn't know what was going yeah. on. Yeah, Octavius was, was the one really. Yeah, doing she everything. was the brain. She kept saying, "My Collider," and like this is you know this isn't gonna work. Figure it out. Yeah, like, like, he doesn't like, know. You got twenty four hours. Yeah, you got twenty four <laughs> hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what he said. Yeah. Exactly. Was like, yeah, watch. He's gonna be yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. have twenty four <laughs> hours. Yeah. You have twenty four hours. hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So um, so that was, that was that was that was something that was interesting. Just like that not being something I'm seen in Kingpin. But I love the Vanessa reveal and the Vanessa. I mean, that's just, like, again, if you know the comics, like, that's that's crazy that they included that. How bold they were to include that. But this last fight scene, um, I mean, again, I thought it was great, man. Uh, just, the, like, I feel like Doc Ock is a great villain for, like, animation. Like, all these tentacles, all these things moving around, like, you know, it's kind of wise. Yeah, he was great for live action. Right, right, yeah, he was, yeah, he was. <laughs> But like it's kind of why I think like you know like those like that like little that like big sphere thing that like uh, the Incredibles had to fight, yeah. And and the, their movie how like why that worked so well because it just it's just a, like anyone like tentacles and arms and things flying around like if you know what you're doing in animation it always looks great. So I thought Olivia again was like really awesome in that scene, uh, and then how they were colliding how like the universes and the cities were like kind of like converging. It's a lot to see. Um, if you're, you know, if if you have issues with a lot of lights and stuff, it yeah, could be a little, yeah, it could be a little tough, but, um, but it is visually stunning. And uh, do we, did we uh buy in kind of Miles's triumph here? Oh, completely. You did completely. I feel like this was a hero's journey about told about as good as it can be told, mm. from start to finish. Um, I mean kind of gave me Star Wars vibes. Yeah. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Mm. Like he had similar he had finally gotten, you know, his dad's talk helped him he gave, gave him that spark. Right. You know. Literally needed, gave him that spark. Literally. You know, where he just needs to focus. You know. Did he does, does Miles Morales always have like extra powers? I think he does have a couple of different things. Yeah. That was, was I didn't I wasn't sure Yeah. One of my favorite scenes is, is, is Peter going through all of his powers and why he's valuable. <laughs> oh, none, yeah. none that he can do on command. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you he can disappear. Not a command. But he can't do it on command. <laughs> he has this, Ven- this cool Venom thing. Not a command. But it's not on command. <laughs> that was one of the funniest uh, yeah. moments. Um. Yeah, but... Um, but yeah, That I thought, I thought his journey from start to finish was... Extremely well told. By the time you see him at the end, I was just, I was just ready to just applause to just everything. Just the yeah, whole when he's wearing the black suit. Like, it just like yeah, you feel just, like man. It it just like it's just like it's this. it's is the, the movie, icing man. on cool. the cake. It's just adding extra it, it, extra it, sprinkles to to your ice cream. It's just it's just the the, the, the um, whatever the thing the topping. Yeah. To whatever your dessert is. Yeah, he does have a lot of extra powers, by the way. you were right, but yeah. Um, yeah, that does so. Yeah, and it kind of seeing this movie and seeing by the end, like you mentioned, like it makes you realize like why so many people wanted to see Miles Morales Spider-Man live action for so long. Oh all. yeah, yep. You know, for a while, you know, even like when Marvel bought it, some people were like let's do Miles Morales. I was like, uh, eh, I still want to see Peter Parker. You know, we haven't seen Peter Parker in the MCU yet. You know, but like that would be if they did Miles Morales. Yep. And I mean, now, honestly, they were smart to wait. For this, because I think if they did, if they did Miles Morales now, it would like make so much money. Oh my God! Yeah, make so It'd be like Black Panther almost. Yeah, yeah if they did it well, yeah, they cast the right people. Like, yeah, that could. Now the question is, do you? This is not really on the movie, but like, do you do it with Tom Holland? Yeah, that's does, does Sony say we're gonna do our own? Miles Morales, screw the MCU because right. <laughs> they could do that. They be could. Like, they literally. They, they own the, they own the character. They can <laughs> do whatever yeah. they want. Uh, do they tie it in with the MCU, and then do you make him like? Because the question is, you you don't want to make him a sidekick, quote unquote. Right. How do you separate him from? Do you make him a part of a team of young heroes? Like, so that's the question of how you even integrate him. The way they've kind of done years. it in the comics has been Spider Man, Peter Parker. <laughs> kind of been more like you know worldwide he's with the avengers and like miles is like your friendly locally. neighborhood spider-man right so i i wonder if there's an avenue where five how old is tom holland what 21 maybe 20 yeah it's around the age. so like is there an avenue where like five six years from now that's a long time but like it's very possible he could have done maybe two or three more spider-man movies at that point you're not doing any more spider-man moves with tom holland you're doing Avenger movies with Tom Holland. And is that where you didn't say we introduced a Miles Morales who is the friendly neighbor of Spider-Man? So you want to see a Spider-Man solo movie, you see a Miles Morales. It's so a long time. You're to seeing Morales. Avengers. Yeah, but I mean, they're going to do another one of these. So that'll tie... It's not like, oh, this is, we're not going to see Miles Morales again for six years. That's I, not happening. I, I, I feel like you want to you wanna strike while the iron is pretty hot. though. Like, with being, a live action? I mean, you don't think that... Them doing another Dope's animation would not continue to have the iron red hot. I'm thinking because they can do they could do bigger numbers than what they did this weekend if they do another movie relatively quickly. They do it in two and a half three years. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking like I was thinking like you you wanna I want you wanna announce it by like the next three years within the next three years you wanna have something like in the works with that character right. You know, I still don't know if it works with Miles with with Tom Holland's timeline, right? Right, now. and that's what that's because he's a high season. school kid already. I I can envision them doing by the next Spider Man movie, Miles Morales being in it. But what is he? Spider Man three? He just a kid? Well, yeah, he's a younger. Like, is Tom Holland's a senior in high school? This kid's a freshman, in high school, sophomore in high school, and he mm-hmm. also has a similar experience. This would, I mean, this could end up being like. It would be end up being like Tom Holland's like fifth movie if he does like multiple Avengers movies. It would be like his fifth or sixth movie, so it will be experienced by then. Uh, but they'd just be a lot closer in age, a lot closer in kind of experience. But And it, it wouldn't be, again, it wouldn't be like canon, but you have to find a way, I think, to capitalize off this character soon before people say, eh, it's kind of old news, you know. I don't know if it'll ever get like that. It could be wrong. I don't know. I just think that this nine movie, times two. Yeah, I mean, That's if they if they have another great story to tell, I don't think that. I think it would just create the hunger to make bring him to live action even more strong. If yeah, do another one. I think his comics gonna sell off the shelves. might cre- be... probably gonna be like hard to find? And I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying that I don't I'm ever want to, to see him. Miles live action, but like there is part of me that wonders like, yo, maybe like Miles like being like the animation. Franchise, like, is there not value in that? Does he have to be yeah. just? Does he have to be live action? I'm not, and I'm not saying, oh, like, I think keep him away action. from live action. But the only reason I say that is because like this works so well, and there is no, as we said, there's this is unlike anything we have right now. So if there's anything that flagship that Sony can put their hat on, they we know how desperately they want to do that. That they would just prevent Venom. You know, they're they're trying to do these other Sinister Six type movies. Like this could be this could be what we think of Miles Morales in terms of the big screen. Like, we can make fun of it, but like Shrek is a huge character. Uh the Toy Story characters are two huge characters. I mean, there are a lot of other animated franchises. They're not like jokes, or they're not less than someone else. They're huge franchises in their own. Man, John Favreau, is fine he'll find a way to make those drinks live action. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, we're no. going <laughs> because we're getting live action Lion <laughs> we're King. we live action Lion King. Tomorrow, like John Farrell, a, live get, a live action Toy Story? Shrek and Toy Story. Um, but that <laughs> not, I get That's funny. That would be wild. Um, uh, honestly, I talked I talked to somebody about this, or like we're gonna get live action Pixar movies at some point. I don't, it's gonna be a long time from now, but that'll be the next thing. Yeah, I mean we're we're that getting a live nice. action Lion King. I mean we got a live action Winnie the Pooh. You don't think we can get live action <laughs> Toy Story? <laughs> I mean it sounds ridiculous, but. Yeah, yeah you could, um, but yeah, but I've been so I've been so on Miles Morales since trailer one. I was like, yeah. So that first trailer, I'm like, yeah, they struck sure gold with this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I immediately knew. I was like, yeah, they won. Yeah, they got it. They, they they got the formula. You know, um, just the visuals, the aesthetic. I was like, this is Spider Man, the Spider Man that people are sick and tired of, but new. Yeah, it's new, it's fresh, it is impactful and it is something that that people can latch on to no matter how no matter how played out spider-man is right and people are going to argue that he is and i won't necessarily disagree but this is this is new and he has new powers he has a completely complete basically completely new story with new new relationships new characters and what but a combination and he he also relate he has relationships with the old characters. You know, right. Old Peter Parker and all these other spider people. And it's it's just it's like you you have that same Spider Man brand, but with all these special added features right. that you can just take advantage of for however long this lasts, this Miles Morales trend lasts. Um Yeah, so I definitely think they struck gold with this. Alright, let's give this movie a rating, guys. Uh out of ten. I'll give it to you first, Kendall. What are you giving Spider Man into the Spider Verse? Uh out of ten. I'll go nine point three. Go nine point three. I think that uh you know it's tough. I mean maybe it it could be higher. I I'm comparing it to like you know i i was, it's tough to say you know you dock points cuz animation or like you know you don't value it as high but like it it's 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 almost flawless you know i i think there are some story things i disagreed with that they that some decisions they made that they could have made this movie better but um there's very few things that i looked at i was like this, this hurt the movie or this is bad or this uh ruined the movie there was nothing i that, obviously that ruined the movie but Almost every from the animation to the voice cast, which was amazing, to the uh to a lot of the story, um to the, almost a perfect movie yeah. across the board. I mentioned uh Jason J- Jake Johnson a lot, but shout out to Shmeek Moore Yeah, Shmeek oh, Moore was great. Yeah. He was fantastic as yeah. well. Um yeah, that, yeah, the voice cast was incredible. So uh yeah, I'll, I'll go nine point three. Um, one of the best movies we've seen this year. Also, shout-out to Chris Pine for playing the first Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah. And shout-out to Oscar Isaac for <laughs> Oscar playing, Isaac. For playing uh, Spider-Man 2099. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know <laughs> about that. Well, what yeah. everything's happening with that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I assume he's going to play a role in the it. sequel. I want to see it. I want to see I him in the next I think so. Um, what are you getting the rating, Sean? I get a 9.5. Mm. This was a spectacular movie. I loved it from start to finish. It wasn't perfect. You know, I would have liked a little more Miles. Um, even though we got a good amount but there's just so many characters in this movie. Which didn't hurt the movie but it it Miles was so good that it hurt it. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's kind of like it almost like negates itself but yeah. Um so I get a 9.5 and also I felt I thought they made Kingpin a little too big in boxy. I like the way Kingpin. Just, I kind of I kind of like how he looked. I mean yeah, it's it it animated, too, it, you know, <laughs> so I yeah, it yeah. looked like a character it's, from it's, like It's like out of a, a big Pixar black character. box. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that that kind of bothered me a little. In in some ways, and sometimes when they showed him, I was like, okay, yeah, but then other times I'm like,
1: it's but just like black and did,
0: that face sticking out of the screen, he looked. I mean, he looked ridiculous in the 90s cartoon. <laughs> yeah, he did. He looked way bigger than everybody He always, else. He always looks that's death, yeah. Like, the, to the point where, like, when I see him on Daredevil, I'm like, Donald was not big enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> should be like the Hulk, you know, compared to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Not. yeah, I mean, Kingpin always looks weird. So, like, to me, this was another weird iteration of him. Like, I didn't think of it. Like, it didn't, it didn't dock anything for me. I, yeah. I was fine with his model. Yeah, for me, I was just like, uh. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe you just watching like too much a, knows, li- a little less boxy. <laughs> I don't know. Like it was too there, much. No. <laughs> but yeah, so there's there a little too much going on. But those are the only things that that I wasn't like crazy about. You know, so I just give it a nine point five. I love it. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go also a nine point five. I mean, this joint, it, it's, it's it's just fantastic. I mean, there's only there's very few things you can really knock on it I said if I said there's anything I would knock on it, it would be that the idea that like Kingpin would like this is like his raid thing, like that. Like it, it wasn't like bad, but it just like I'm like, this you is, wish there was another story that could have told. Yeah, it's like so, it's so like heart. yeah, it's like said, it's very cartoony. <laughs> like it's just like this is very of weird, for something that, like, like something that Kingpin would do. I'm not saying this is not <laughs> something that I would see in Spider Man, but it just seemed very unlike Kingpin. Um, so that was kind of weird. But, like, it's so good that you, you kind of get away with it. Otherwise, I really don't have anything negative to say about the movie. I mean, I'm trying to think if there was anything. Um, I really can't think of much. I wish I would have seen Miles in his suit earlier. I mean, his suit looks so great. But, I mean, that's just, like, I mean again, these are, like, nitpicks. I mean. Yeah. Um, No, I, I really enjoyed... Uh, a lot about this film. Just, I thought it was great, and and to me, like you know, it's funny. I've heard people say, "Oh, we should have had more of this character, more of that character, in terms of the other spider people." I didn't think we got like just the right amount of all of them. I I, I really feel like a little bit more would have been like taken away from yeah. Miles in the main story. Exactly. I feel like a little bit less would have been like these guys are just like garnishes. Like they were perfectly involved in the story. They were important to the story, but they weren't. They didn't take over the story. Because when you first saw the first, when we saw the first trailer. I don't know, like they're like they're not in it for most of it, and then towards the end they they show up, and I'm like, what is this gonna be? I got very nervous, but um, but when you see how they like inf- included them and infused them into the story, uh, and how it made sense that you had like, you no, know, the the cast of villains that Kingpin had with Tombstone and Doc Ock and Scorpion and Prowler, like it made sense that there were these other like, multiple Spider people to fight these guys, so it all ended up working out really well. So I I really can't have many complaints about it. I cannot wait for a sequel. I just hope that they don't make a sequel that's, like, rushed and, like, not as good. I can't imagine Lord and Miller put their name next to something that would be Money Grab. I just hope that that's not what they do. Because this was clearly not that. This was clearly a, like, very, very, like, artistic, thought-out movie. I just don't want them to revert to anything that they did in the past, you know, or that that right, right, the, uh, the tropes that we've seen in the past with people being like, oh, we made a lot of money, let's do it again and just throw something together. It doesn't matter, people will show up and buy stuff. Let's not do that. Let's do what you guys just did. So when we hear that there's already stuff in the works, I hope that there are storylines and scripts that are, are, are worthy of sequels and spin-offs that will be uh, exciting. And shout out to that really funny uh, post-credits scene. Um, anytime right. the Spider-Man pointing meme is like probably top 10 favorite memes of me right now in 2018. So. Whenever you got a chance to do that, and you, it was perfect. I mean, that's like how more like, like how more recent can you be than including that in a Spider-Man movie? Like that was like again, talk about guys who are like in touch with not just the movie but with like society as a whole, which I think was a big help to this movie. Um, shout out to everybody that was involved; they were all fantastic. And again, I can't wait to see what they have up coming up their sleeve uh, for the next time around. But let's uh let's do the second part of this podcast. Um, and talking about the Elseworlds crossover, so this was last week. So you may be watching this podcast, or you watched episodes of Arrow and uh, and um, and Supergirl, and you may even watched the Flash by the time you actually listen to this podcast. But second part of this, we want to talk about the Elseworlds crossover. So of course, this was the storyline of um, that starts with really pretty much Barry and Oliver switching um, bodies and switching powers and switching lifestyles. And what seemed to be some kind of made up reality made by some dude in Gotham City after he met with the monitor who gave him this book to rewrite reality. Um, <laughs> the way you the way you presented that story that story I presented some it as, dude, it, as, as some it dude is. some Gotham I presented it got a as, book as from as the is. monitor I presented look, it as it look, is look man we're gonna talk about
1: it alright
0: we're gonna talk about it joint 100 that is what happened <laughs> you know? what his name is I don't know do you, <laughs> you remember it Is De- it matter I, yeah Joe Deegan Joe or something Deegan. like that John Deegan some guy named Deegan just Deegan Deegan from argument he gets a book from some dude the monitor it says rewrite history rewrite Rewrite. Rewrite imagination, and he. This is what he decided to rewrite. Lord, why he did it this way, so I have no Andrew. idea. Um, but I'm I'm just calling out as I see it. That was the story. That was the plot. Um, a lot of interesting things that happened in between. Yeah, I mean, but, what do we think of this? And it's just this overall plot that they gave us. I wasn't buying this plot yeah. I was not buying this plot. I, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, in case was, anyone that couldn't tell two seconds ago when Shamari yeah, jumped was, in and was like, no, that's what happened. That's the story we're sticking to. Okay, uh, yeah. I wasn't buying this plot for a second. From the first episode, I'm like. <sighs> when I saw the first scene when he was like in that. Uh, He's in that, that, that school. That or school. Whatever. I was like, this another, uh, is this another. DeVoe? Is <laughs> this <laughs> another <laughs> DeVoe? That's what it reminded yeah. me I am like, we're really doing this again? crazy nut, nut job I mean, professor. The second he kind of opened that book and he was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> honestly, man. Oh, like, my, uh, <laughs> something from know. a 90s movie, comedy. Yeah, you movie. know it, The monitor shows up and he just destroys a car, like, like oh, here, take this book. And it's just like, my God, like, this monitor is like, the monitor's just, so just, annoying. This guy is like, his godlike powers, you know. I mean, the monitor was basically, um, in this in this crossover, he was like he was like uh, a more disruptive like evil version of like Madam Web, honestly, from man. from the Spider Man series. And I hated Madame uh, Web. Yeah, nobody likes <laughs> Madam Web. Yeah. So if you're like Madam Web, you're lost. And he yeah. was even more like Power Rangersy and like yeah, and like just campy, can't, campy. He like, looked ridiculous. He looked completely yeah, Why did he like, have to look that crazy for him was terrible? <laughs> he looked completely ridiculous. Um and you know, Deegan was just Deegan was just annoying. You know, and he just shouldn't have been he was barely in the in the show anyway. He was just there to just cause mayhem. But I mean, so the the overall like plot surrounding the crossover I did not like. But the things that happened in the crossover, I enjoyed. You know, so you know it's kind of a give and take, I guess. Yeah, the plot was ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. No, Uh, the dude was given a book to rewrite history, and what he did (laughs) was—we don't know why. But also, all he did was just switch Oliver and Barry. That's all he did, which is weird. Yeah, nothing else changed about the world. So that was really strange. Um, we had no explanation as to why, and the monitor did, did they say showed why? up and was pissed was like yo you didn't do any like you didn't think big enough outside the box, fam. All you did was change to Oliver and Barry. So I'm like yeah why <laughs> I feel did same, you yeah why I feel did you the do same it? way monitor tell him tell him he messed up. So then that's when he changes and becomes Superman. I don't know. I don't. I don't get what that was about. Be and beyond like the story. From, like, when I look at Greg Berlanti, and, you know, he obviously crafted probably most of this crossover, a lot of this is his idea, Uh, and then also a lot of the writers, Guggenheim and those guys, they they really sat down, they were, like, the big, because the big gimmick of this entire thing was Barry's The Flash, I mean, uh, Barry's uh, The Green Arrow and, you know, Oliver's The Flash. Right. You know, and that's what they thought, like, we're going to get people really interested, like, excited. Like, for me, I it kind of took me out of it a little bit. I was like, this is, this is kind of <laughs> stupid. Like, it was, there were some parts of it that were cool, that were funny, but, like, I didn't feel like I was really watching a true crossover until, like, the last, like, half hour when they were all, when Barry was the Flash again. Right. I was like, all right, we're done with the stupid stuff. <laughs> but, like, It it was cool for, like, an episode, but by the second episode, I'm like, this is, this is stupid. You know, like... We and, look, and we were prepared for this. We saw the poster, we seen trailers, so like, not a surprise, but I just felt like there were so many, you didn't have to do that gimmick to do this crossover. No. You could have done it without that gimmick, and it could have been the, almost the exact same. Um, in the first episode, we introduced to Lois for the first time, reintroduced to Clark. Um, Shamari was super, super excited, you gotta hear the Smallville theme again. Okay. Oh, yes. is <laughs> like a, a type long, yeah. smallville fan. Uh what do we think of uh Elizabeth <laughs> Tulak as uh, as Lois lane? I'm buying. It. I I'm digging. It. I think I think she she's a good Lois lane. Just like I think um um who's playing play superman? What's his name? Uh Tyler Hawkins. Tyler Yeah. Yeah, he he um just like I think he's a a solid superman. Um so I mean I think that um I thought I thought she did a good job. I'm I'm on board. Yeah, no, I th- yeah, I agree. I thought they both did a good job. Um, thought they were written well. Uh, we've seen already uh, Tyler Hoechlin play Superman, but uh, now it's getting Lois Lane. I mean, clearly they're they're we're becoming we're we're beginning to see more more and more of like the CW just becoming the DC universe. Like there are. You know, the way they reference Batman, which we'll get to, like, they're, you know, it's no longer a surprise for Lois Lane to show, but it's no, it's no longer weird for Lois Lane to be in this show. Yeah, it seems like they're they're, they're opening up the avenues for bigger and better stuff. And it almost feels like they're, like, almost, like, merging. Remember they had all these Earths and, like, oh, this was on, you know, this show was on this Earth yeah. and this thing, and they tried to separate everything. Now it feels like they're trying to, like, merge it where, yeah, like, oh, yeah, we're, we're all kind of you know like how did they explain how like Superman and Batman know each other but Batman no. on Arrow's ver- world no that's what's interesting to me so is Batman traveling to Earth 38 th- or is Superman well Earth my B- thing is or are there two Batmans well, remember yeah, Kara know, has so, mentioned, Kara like, has mentioned Batman yeah, in multiple Supergirl. occasions yeah so my <laughs> thing is, there could be two. There could be a Batman also in Earth 38 and a Batman that's what, one. That's, that's probably that's the really easiest way saying. to to explain yeah. it. But like, not reference it's, the arrow like, Batman. I'm not not referencing Supergirl Batman. But it was kind of like an obvious like because there's only the one. Day. There's only one Superman. There's only one. Right, right. So there is no Superman. Hmm. On. I mean, there's multiple flashes, but there's only one, there's no flash on yeah. hers. Unless the Earth One Superman hasn't arrived yet. Nah, that'd be weird. I mean I'm just it's not impossible. It's not impossible. But also yeah, we no, don't no, even no. heard we haven't heard of Metropolis in Earth One either. So is, does Metropolis even exist? The Smallville even exists? Like there's uh, there's a lot of questions that yeah. aren't answered. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, I don't know. But <laughs> it is definitely is But low you leaving. you feel like they're they're trying to merge these worlds. You know, they're trying to By the time to... we get to Crisis on Infinite Earth, this will all be one. You think it'll all be one Earth? Yeah. yeah. Which we'll get to that so. ending mm-hmm. at the end. But um but in terms of just like Lois, I thought Lois was great. Um, this Lois reminded me of like the Lois Lane from like the like the Christopher Reeve Superman, right? Yeah, um, right. the cartoon Superman. Yeah, she I reminded mean, me of yeah, the animated series. Yeah, bit. I mean she was like so funny. Like and like again, like we, I don't want to bash Zack Snyder anymore. But I'm just saying, like, like, Amy Adams was fine. But like that was like that was a certain kind of Lois they were going for. That, like, that wasn't bad. But like I, it was refreshing to get this. It was like oh yes, this is I kind of enjoy this more. Like, like. Like, kind of fierce, but like cartoony fierce Lois. Like, you know, she's cheering Barry to beat Oliver. When Barry shows up, she grabs a hammer. Like, she can really fight two people that have two powers. But that's stuff Lois would do, you know? And, like, just her, like, swag and everything about her, like, you know, it just was, like, it was, like, perfect. I thought they did a really good job with Lois Lane. Um, we get to see Amazo in episode one, uh, thanks to, uh, you know,. Uh, I was about to call him Barry because he was the Flash. <laughs> Oliver's inability to kind of understand his powers—he awakens Amazo. That also was a little weird. Um, all the all the all the reasons why things happen on this crossover are all really weird. But um, but we do uh, at the by the end of the episode uh, realize we do get our way to finding why they need to see uh, Gotham City. Uh, it's because apparently they realize that the Monitor and Deegan are there. That's where we got an introduction to Batwoman. So this is probably the most um, significant part of the crossover because this is Batwoman. Are you this sure? Show. It wasn't uh It wasn't the 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 Felicity, you know, Oliver drama. Yeah, you know, we still got romance it. drama. We, Yo, we when still they got that, try yeah. to shoehorn that in there, we'll talk about that later. But you <laughs> uh, can get the Batwoman. Yeah, that because yeah, this was the this was the Arrow episode that happened. So this is in this episode. Um yeah, they made it, they made that a thing. But Batwoman, Kara Barry and Oliver went to see Bat went to to Gotham. Uh what do we make of Batwoman and her story and kind of the story okay. of Gotham? There's a lot to take from it. Batman's been away for years. Uh Kate Kane is Batman's cousin, so they kept that in the the new canon that's in the trailer. I mean, new new the new canon is part of this storyline. Um, it seems like she's kind of just taken over. Not only is like the protector of Gotham, but maybe even kinda like is kinda running Wayne Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, whatever's Batman left of it. Yeah. Left. Wayne Enterprises that building she's in is like, you know, nothing basically. Yeah, it's transitioning. So, um so what do we make of like just like the canon of Gotham and Batwoman and Batman that we, we were introduced in this episode? I thought that Ruby Rose did an excellent job was excellent. I thought she was excellent. Wow. You know, I really, uh, I really bought it. Um, now I still, I mean, obviously this, this kind of acted as a little bit, not a little bit, it acts as like a backdoor pilot for a Batwoman show. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I can't say I was like 100% convinced, like, oh yeah, I would love a Batwoman show by, by what I saw, but I do like that character. You know, I, I, I don't the reason I can't say I'm more convinced about a Batwoman show is there we've seen we had Gotham we, we still have Gotham we've had it for so long like and we have Arrow like I still want to see what how are they how are they going to nuance that show to make it unique so that I don't feel like I'm watching Gotham right Cross Arrow you know like <laughs> so like th- that that will be um that'll be interesting but in terms of that character uh I did feel like yeah she was even like more dark, he was even darker than Oliver Queen, you know, uh, a little more, like, it was just like kind of like Soul, it's kind of, like, just, like, very, you know, very robotic, and, but that's, that's kind of the way you, the, the way you contrasted that to, like, Kara, when they would interact, or you contrasted that even to Oliver now, and Barry, and, like, you can see, like, oh, yeah, that's that, that's the, the bat, that's the bat, uh, gene in her, uh, that, yeah, I, I mean i bought it i thought that worked well i thought she i thought she was good yeah i i liked uh, ruby rose's batwoman um i thought her costume was great and i thought her her um uh uh playing uh uh cat um cat Kane, i th- i thought she did a good job mm-hmm. you know i thought i thought uh that character was who was uh, interesting and and uh uh you know I, I thought i just thought she played the role well i wanted to know more i wanted to see the character on screen more um i want to see batwoman on screen more um they added a, a the right amount of mystique to the character to make me want to see more and i thought the the aesthetic was it was good but at the same time it's batman so <laughs> it's Batman, it's Batwoman, but it works, and I want to see more. Um, they didn't add much. She didn't actually do much. Yeah, I was a little surprised. At, you know how little she was in the episode. Yeah, so. she yeah she didn't actually do much. But um, what she did, I was just like, yeah, I'm sold. I want to see more. <laughs> yeah, that didn't that, that didn't bother me because like, I feel like, I mean, it's not her story. You know? exactly. And it would have kind of felt weird if, like, she kind of came out of nowhere and then was, like, doing everything or, like, was just following them around. Like, you know, it felt more organic that, like, she was kind of just yeah, sprinkled yeah. in there. Yeah, I feel like it just made more sense for the story. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think it worked that little she was in. It just was a little surprising because, like, they kind of really hyped up Gotham City and Batwoman. I mean, it was pretty crazy. Even I mean, the little bit crazy. that she was in, like they, I feel like they didn't undersell it by like, you know, oh yeah, like you see her. She just came out of nowhere. Or, no, yeah. she's she's a like, she's main in it, like like in it. You know, Wayne Enterprises. Like they didn't, they so didn't pull any punches. So let's with, talk like, about that a little bit. Because you know, all the Batman villains, the mentions history. and the names were there. I thought this episode failed a little bit in not producing some <laughs> Batman villains. Really? The the idea that you have Arkham Asylum and you have those names that were there that we saw. We saw Victor Freeze. We saw. Cobblepot. Cobblepot. Enigma. We we saw every Enigma. Poison Ivy. You saw a lot of names, some big names. You saw Bane's Mask. You saw Bane's Mask, which was the actual Dark Knight Rises mask. That was a little interesting. But, like, so you, you had these names there. You're in Arkham Asylum, there's a prison break. All we get is Nora Freeze grabbing Freeze's gun. Nora, no, that's not. <laughs> that's not. That's what not a the, reference, man! Batman. Sorry, man. Yeah, so long. I That's a Batman Arkham City reference. Nora, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no. He, he also yeah, brought, that he that probably meant, so probably voice in Arkham Asylum too. He hated that one. Um, but <laughs> to me, I don't know. I felt like that they kind of that wasn't enough for me. You can't have an Arkham Asylum Prison Break and I, I get Nora Freeze using Mister Freeze's gun. That's not gonna do it. that's not gonna do it for me. See, for me, again, because we've got Gotham, I, I'm less like, I need to see, you know, this Batman villain. Yeah, don't don't shoot the thing. But then don't say the names. My thing is you can't have a prison break but and none of the big heavy hitters the, show up. For me the when the, you put their names in the show. The impact of seeing the names is like, yo, like this is actually Gotham yeah, City yeah, with I the think, flash. I think it's the tease. Yeah, it's more of the I did not I didn't I didn't expect to see them. My thing is yeah. though, alright, but then next year, but, if they're I doing mean, a Batwoman show, I need to be seen. Look, uh, every one of them all, characters look, that's in why the I, show. That's why I said I, I don't yeah, I'm um, still not convinced about a Batwoman show. Cause I don't know how they're gonna or, utilize or, Well, this is gonna happen, but like I'm not convinced that I wanna see it yet. Because like I don't know how they're gonna utilize these characters, whether they're gonna be done well. But I know she's yeah. good. I, I don't know seen her. Thing, I don't know if whatever penguin they come up with is gonna top. Yeah, exactly. Top there there are too many there are a lot of things that and you know, am I gonna want to see like Batwoman versus all of Batman's Rogue gallery? Like, I mean, they do that in Supergirl, basically. Yeah, it's I mean, kind of like we have seen that already. We're like, eh, you know, it's cool, but it's like weird, you know. But I'm just saying, you can't, you can't. I thought that tease was too much. You can't do all of that and then oh, uh, there's a prison break, everyone's free. I don't see any of the people you just teased. I, I you see, thought you, so you thought you were gonna see somebody when they showed those names? I'm like, oh, we're gonna see somebody. Honestly, I thought it was gonna be are those gonna be Mister Freeze? When they I, hinted, I thought I, I thought, I thought that's what thought they hinted with Killer Frost, oh, there is some freeze people in there already. I was like, it makes sense. It's so easy to do. Yeah, and I feel like that's not. I mean, he's a iconic villain, but I mean, it's not Joker. Like, I, right, I, right, I feel right. like they could have done something. Like the fact that you just had again, you had Nora Freeze using Freeze's gun, and then you had uh, I had Crane's poison. I mean, these are all nice, cool things, but like, not enough. If you're gonna be showing me, Arkham I mean, there's Silent a lot of Easter break. eggs and to see like I these. Forgot about- and, like, also again, Arkham Asylum Prison Break, like, that's tough for Batman to handle. The fact that they were able to kind of, like, round that up pretty quickly, even that was like, <laughs> yo, these are Batman's worst villains. Yeah, I didn't feel like Y'all Arkham. just, y'all just, that was no Arkham, man. Yeah, that was not Arkham. That was, right, they, you know, just, they, they just started the Arkham name break. on that joint. There's no, yo, if Arkham that, Prison Break happens, that, everyone's dying. Yeah, that's a movie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an entire movie. <laughs> exactly, everyone's dying, so. They've done that a few times in Gotham already. So this was like the, the whole best. City was on with this me. was yeah, exactly. this was a bad episode. I enjoyed a lot of the Kate Kane stuff. I enjoyed their time in Gotham City, but I just thought the Arkham part of it fell a little short because of that for me. But how do we feel about the the last episode, um, where where you know Deegan, you know, once that he's he's kind of you know, given the, the 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 mantle of you know thinking up something better than what he thought up, which thank God because what he thought up was trash. Uh, decided to make himself Superman. We kind of see what play out. What we, I think, probably we're going to see Zack Snyder do basically, which is <laughs> Superman, yeah. evil, he's ruling everything with an Iron Fist. Um, it's more like Alex. Cartoony version. Yeah, this is a Supergirl episode, so we get some Alex stuff in there with Kara that I thought was some good character work, and they have great chemistry. You know, I, I love Alex as a character, so I enjoyed her in this episode. Um, how do we, how do we, how, what do we think of how this all played out? The one thing I have a problem with this episode is again, why do they make Superman look so weak? I felt like this is the second time. Like, I mean, I felt like the, the Deacon Superman was giving Superman work this entire episode. Really? Um, uh, I don't know. I have to watch it again, but, um, uh, I know they were going, kind of going back and forth. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, I I thought that I thought the episode as a whole was I thought it was okay. I mean, it's more weird monitor stuff, more weird random door opens and monitors there. Yeah, monitor man. You know, he just shows up and he's talking about destiny or whatever. Like I'm just like whatever, man. Every single time he. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's a, he's talking to riddles. He's just talking to it riddles. It's we, like we still don't know what he was talking. about. I was like, about. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. You're talking about how old you survived my test. Yeah, but he's no, talking do, about Do tests, know like, on, to touch <laughs> you know what the test is for? You know, and then and then, you know, uh, Barry from Earth Ninety shows up and he's like, Yo, you stop playing these games and he's talking in riddles the whole time. He snaps his fingers, and makes them disappear. I'm like, This guy's stupid, powerful for no yeah. reason. It's just, like, it doesn't make like, any... Yeah, like, I hate when they introduce these characters character. that are, like, so broken that it's, like... <laughs> I mean, he, he, they, none of the, the hero can't compete with this guy. He can't compete. He, he's just, like, toying around with them. And it's like, why is he even here? Like, what yeah. is he doing? Why do we think that... What do we think is the deal that Oliver broke, you know, brokered with him? Because clearly, the reality showed that Kara and Barry are supposed to die in their effort to save the Earth. And that didn't happen after Oliver... Spoke to Monitor. Barry knows that, which is why Barry confronted him about an album. He's like, "Don't worry about it." What do we think he told him? I don't know. Maybe he told him, uh, "I'll do life in prison." <laughs> <laughs> I definitely that's think that's he, he. I think if you think he suggested that, whenever the time comes, that he will make that sacrifice. That's yeah. why I assume is gonna happen. I think. I think it's something we're gonna see in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm. Yeah, that, I agree. I mean, we're we're gonna see Monitor again, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah he's coming back. Probably in a bigger role. Yeah, he did not work in this uh in this episode. Yeah, he didn't work, Deegan didn't work. I mean I thought Deegan as Superman was better. Just because I thought Tyler Hawkland did a good job. <gasps> yeah, it. yeah, because Tyler Hawkins well. did a good job as an evil Superman. I he did buying, do a good job as an Evil uh, Superman. I was buying that. Um, um What do we also think of Evil Cisco? I actually really liked this Cisco. Yeah, that was one of I the best. I thought Evil parts Cisco of the worked. Of the episode. Yeah. Mr. Ramon. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Ramon was uh was really cool. I thought evil Cisco worked. I thought Evil Jimmy was kinda weird um yeah i agree with that all right um yo that whole i'm sorry that felicity thing man where like they were trying to sell me on like oh yeah see me and oliver's relationship is all off because i didn't realize that immediately realized i didn't immediately i'm like shut up first of all that was so shoehorned because What's the name? Iris, Iris didn't know. Yeah, really. they made they that out. Yeah, they lie. You're like, I'm oh, Oliver noticed knew. immediately. I'm like, that's absolutely. I'm not like, true. we watched it. <laughs> they didn't watch it. We watched it, and we saw she was convinced. Yeah. Oh yeah, what, what's wrong with you, man? Yeah, it, it took like the. Whole, it wasn't until the end of the episode where she was like, I don't know why, but I'm just gonna do this. Yeah, like I'm like that was not. Oh, she was convinced <laughs> from the beginning that Oliver was somehow not who he thought we thought he was. Like that yeah, was. That oh, was oh man, they really drama. made that up. Yeah, that was not good. And I'm like, and I'm watching some I'm like, man, like, Berlanti has some weird obsession, and Mark Google has some weird obsession with this Oliver I Well, Felicity I don't know, I don't know if it's their, f- I, I, can't know, I gotta, be, gotta be honest, I'm not sure if it's their obsession. Because they don't do it with Iris and, and Barry. But I think, it's, I think the fans have an obsession with it. I don't think it's them. I think they realize that, I think they feel like it drives viewership. It does. And I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, how we complain about, like, you know, first take in, like, sports where, like, all all these fans, like, complain how it's such terrible television, but, like, people watch it, you know? So it's, like, the people that are complaining are very vocal about this. This is awful and it's ruining, you know, Arrow, but there's also a strong fan base that, you know, supports the episode. How do you, I don't know how you (coughs) even gauge, like, that type of, like, I mean, I guess they know when whenever they have those storylines in the forefront. The ratings are better. Yeah. I but. mean, it's kind of like in uh, Spawnville. With all that Clark and Lana stuff was yeah. going on for like eight seasons or whatever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know yeah, it's exactly. just like the on and off constantly every yeah. season. There's some drama. And it's just like... It was never – we, and you know the ending. You know it doesn't work out. Yeah. You know it doesn't work yeah, out. Yeah, that was, that was going to be more frustrating. But it was I just was like, like, you're not – low. Oh, are they going to work that out? It it made like, no. so, that made me so – that was so frustrating. I'm like, you're not even Lois. Get out of here. <laughs> Lois is in the show. Yeah, <laughs> Let's fast forward. Yeah, it was – so that was like – but I don't know what it is. It's CW, WB, whatever. Like, they just do this drama, this romantic drama. They have to just force it in to these shows. Um, hopefully, it's not forced into Batwoman i mean there will I'm, be i'm hopeful I mean, there's there gonna be romantic be romance elements to it but. but but it's just not like that <laughs> hopefully it's not cw romantic um so and at the end of the day they're able to stop deegan and revert history to its time or revert you know the dimensions to their normal time uh there's a deal brokered deal uh deegan is sent to uh arkham where he's uh confronted by um Psycho Pirate, who says that, you know, Earth will live and Earth will die, and then you get the Crisis on Infinite Earth crossover. Uh, The Psycho Pirate is um, a key figure in the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, comic book that is uh, arguably the, you made the case, the biggest crossover comic book in DC's history. Mm. Um, Do we think that they can pull this off in a way that would be, that would do it justice, because Flashpoint certainly didn't. That's only mi- other major storyline. <laughs> well, this isn't. Yeah. Well, All's Worlds isn't. Isn't. Well, yeah. That's not. Like isn't an, it's an actual not like a thing. comic. Yeah. Well, first of all, before we get to that, what do we? What is our our stance on Elseworlds? You, you you, Shmar, you seem very down on it. Um, I I, I know I mean, our, I our review was probably very negative. I don't. I, I definitely did not hate it as much as maybe I sounded. In the last yeah, movie. yeah. I didn't. I didn't hate it either. I mean, I had a lot of problems with the the overall plot and with the villain. Yeah, like from a macro perspective. Yeah, macro yeah, it perspective. Wasn't, it wasn't great. Like, yeah, yeah. you Look at it. You're like, not a whole lot. Like the story wasn't great. But if you like. There were elements that, in, you definitely... In, in, in between. Like if you look at it really more, I'll be in that, honest. I mean, a lot of the moments. Barry and, and and Barry and Oliver stuff, as goofy as it was, the actors their were, like, interactions did it well. Their interactions I thought were great. Yeah, and they're always I enjoyed great, almost know, every like, year. It was very little. I was like, oh god, hey, this is so stupid. Like most of the time, I really liked the whole Barry being Oliver and Oliver being Barry and like the repercussions of that and how they couldn't be themselves while also being the Flash and and Arrow. Like Barry couldn't be Barry Allen, mm-hmm. or I be you know, Green Arrow. It didn't work, and the same thing for Oliver and the Flash. So, a lot of those elements I liked. I liked, uh, I liked Batwoman for the most part. Um, I loved uh, Lois and Clark. I mean, they were, so there were things about it I liked. So again, this review may sound really negative. It wasn't all negative. I just think the the, the plot was just so f- fleeting, and it was just so like thrown together that like, I don't know. I feel like. They like I feel like they did this only to like include Batwoman and like do things to set up. And this felt like a setup. Like this didn't. F- it almost didn't feel like a crossover. Like it felt like we gotta set up stuff. How we do that? How do we do that in a way that makes sense? Let's just make up a story that like involves like the the Monitor, um, but it allows us to go to Gotham City. Allows us to you know set up the Crisis Inf- on Infinite Earth storyline. Yeah, that they is- were able to do all those things, but like. Because they were only... I feel like they, their main purpose was to set up something for next year. I think this plot left a lot to be desired. Yeah, that is what it felt like. It felt like they were setting up for something else. You know, so they kind of just... With the, the overall plot for this, they kind of like, yeah, you know, the Monitor is... He gives a book of of everything or whatever. I don't uh, Whatever the book is called. They gi- He gives that <laughs> to, uh, Ooh, to Deegan. <laughs> and he's just like... He just switches Barry and Oliver. And and there he's a flash and this one's green arrow and they do that for a while and then but he's in gotham it's like why is he in gotham he didn't have to be in gotham but he happens to be in gotham and work at arkham (laughs) so he's in gotham um so that gives him a reason to go to gotham city and it's just like they were just setting they were just setting things up that's all this was you know that's kind of all what all it felt like i mean i'd give this probably like a, a B as like an event. I liked it. I didn't think it was terrible. No, it was, you know? it was not a drag to watch. It just yeah, like I said, there were there were certain points that were uh that were lost. Um that that that, that fell short for me. I yeah. did think it was I did think you know, again, this is kind of random, but uh I did in terms of the whole crane gas thing, the whole Barry seeing reverse flash and obviously oh, yeah. Merlin I thought was interesting. And yeah. kind of why his character Yeah. Uh, and why his character was seeing those people was also um, pretty interesting I yeah thought. yeah I thought that was really cool I thought that was well done and how they they usually like garnered respect for each other after seeing exactly those characters yeah because like, cause, like Barry Barry was You're- like wow like your fear for Merlin is not it's not even through like fear that like he's dangerous but just that like this guy sacrificed himself for you. like you left him to die so if you ever see him again I don't think he's very happy to see you and then of course Oliver, kind of not knowing that like Barry has this like traumatic thing with him that this guy killed his family or mother you know like right so like we learned they learned about each other there I kind of didn't know that Oliver didn't know that that kind of was a good way for him to learn uh, about that that was a oliver definitely kind of side eyes flashes like you know lifestyle you know as like oh this guy just has everything and thinks everything's great when it's not the case as we know watching the show yeah so those were those again there were very good moments again i don't mean to this reason i as negative as it was but a lot of time we're going to review you kind of go through story points and every story point here just like stuff didn't make sense yeah I mean, as we mentioned, you know, before, it felt like they were just kind of setting other things up, and they didn't really pay much attention to what they were actually creating here, in terms of the story. Yeah. Not necessarily what you know the cool things that happened in the story, but the story itself. Did, um. Well, you you. Um. Sure. Yeah. Also, I was gonna say that uh, I feel like this this crossover is probably just a probably just a notch above like the Dominators one. Um, I yeah. wouldn't put it above that. I put it. Oh, above oh it. no no no! Dominators one. Yeah, yeah Dominators one. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was the first one, right? No. Second one. What was the first one? Well, I I was just looking at up a list. Of, well, the first one was when they they did the Flash versus Arrow. Okay, so that's. Then there was a uh, heroes join forces where they they team up with the Legends to fight Vandal Savage. I don't even remember. I don't anymore. know. I kind of remember that one. It, yeah. it doesn't look like Supergirl was in that one, but. But. Well. Yeah, I kind of remember that. So one. Team Flash and Team Arrow joined forces to stop Animal Savage. That was at the Legends. end of Legends of Tomorrow, right? That wasn't a crossover, right? Wasn't that like the end of? Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was a setup for Legends of Tomorrow, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and then there was an invasion with the Dominators. Right. and then there was Crisis on Earth X. Yeah, I mean Crisis on Earth X is the best one. Yeah, Crisis on Earth. Earth Still, best Crisis best. X Earth X was really good. That was just really well told. Um it wasn't I don't know between this and Dominator. I can't say for sure this was better. Really, the story was so goofy. Like the like the one thing that this one <laughs> had an advantage over over Dominators was that the Dominator's <laughs> one was way too long. Oh yeah, well, it was way too long. Was like it was episodes, way too right? much like yeah, exposition about like that was another was played a lot with Oliver and Felicity nonsense. Yeah, like that that one had issues, but I I think the, st- the I think the story made sense though this story didn't make sense. I mean, that's a big issue. Oh, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I think I I probably enjoyed watching this one a little more, because it was a lot more, they gave me a lot more meat in terms of Easter eggs and stuff. But that doesn't make for a better story. So, I don't know. I think they're kind of a Dude. wash in that regard. You mentioned, uh, we talked a little bit about Lois and, and Clark. Did yeah. We, did we get the sense that there could be a Superman show down the pipe? I think that this was their definitely their venture to kind of see what the the appetite is for yeah, it. I think that temperature. locks comments after this kind of suggest that that's something that they they've talked about with producers and that really it comes down to like the reception. Right. They don't really have much control over it. We know there's been rumors that they've talked about it that maybe something is in the works. It would make sense since there's not gonna be a Superman on T on in a movie in a long time. So there's any chance for you to they, do a Superman show, this will be it. I mean they I stopped uh, that Metropolis show. I hope so I mean I, cause I feel like to I me mean, again I do feel like because like Superman right now is a, a recurring supporting character I, I feel like he didn't get great justice in this in this episode um, I don't think he gets great justice on Supergirl in terms of like how powerful he is and how much of a Superman that he is but like um but I think that that would change if they were doing a Superman show so I mean that's that's something that we have to, you know, think about. But I, I, I certainly um I certainly would uh would would, would wanna see uh T-Tulak and, and, and Hawkland. I think that they were a great pairing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I thought so too. So I'd be up for seeing them do like a show or if they thought that um uh or at least you know seeing him more in Super in Bowl super I don't think he's been in the show for. See, like a I, time. I I don't. I mean, I I felt more like they were writing him more off than more like setting well, anything. Well, yeah, they, <laughs> they were would, like, hey, I'm gonna be, be gone for a long yeah, he's time. Going away, Lois is pregnant. He yeah, I'm retiring. That's kind of weird though. I kind of was surprised that they kind of went that route. That you know, the, Lois the, the order operations before. Yeah, he right, right. He <laughs> I assumed so. assume they were married. Yeah, yeah, I was I like, mean, whoa, okay. Order operations a little. Yeah, A little, little but, different, but uh, I, I respect it because there's all different ways families form, so that's fine. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, it suggests that maybe, you know, I mean, it's just that for the rest of this season, we won't see Superman anymore. That doesn't yeah, mean by next year anymore. we won't see him or, you know, because you know, we don't, or maybe two years from now, we don't see him in his own show. I think that they, I, I think that this was their way to set that up, you know. Yeah, it could be. So the return of Superman, not being the start of his show. And if they don't ever do it, then he'll come back two years ago, two years from now on. Supergirl, and it'll be fine. I I do think Batman will be in Batwoman. That's I do great. too. I, I gotta, think that'll be a big story. I do the too. The return of Bruce Wayne. I want to see Batman. In something. Well, we're getting yeah, um, we get, we Batman we're getting and Gotham. Well, well, I gotta watch Titan. <laughs> hey, I, I yeah, I was gonna say like, hey, hearing, we're getting we're getting him in Titans. Oh, yeah, I keep yeah, hearing yeah, a lot of yeah, Batman. Yeah, books. Yeah, I'd be hearing. I've been trying to stay away because I gotta watch the rest of these episodes. But yeah, it I sounds like Batman is coming in Titans. Yeah, you gotta watch them um i think that's gonna wrap the show though guys so uh it's been a fun show hope you guys enjoyed it we knew this was a big week with uh with the with the elseworlds and the spider in spiderman into the spider-verse podcast listen to our show normally normally we, we recap the biggest news of the week and we we actually were kind of lucky this was not a big week we understand of course punisher is returning in january that was kind of big but outside of that there really wasn't too much to talk about scott derrickson is returning to um uh, Dr. Strange. Strange too. so you know, if those stories carry over in the next week we certainly will talk about it um, but until then we're excited to have you guys listen to our podcast be sure to check out all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud iTunes and Stitcher follow us on YouTube New Generation Media follow us on Facebook New Generation Media on Twitter at New Generation Pod and on Instagram, at New Generation Podcast. Follow Shamari on Instagram and Snapchat, MC Sham22. Follow me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. And on Instagram, uh, Action EJ. That does it for now. We'll be back next week with more Hero Talk. for Kendo for Shamari. I'm EJ. Peace.